Sun and Pentium. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 18th of May 2014. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. I'd, I'd just like to point out the second mm isn't actually part of that name. It's not an and Pentium mm. Although, how would you oh. spell that? <laughs> With a dash, presumably. And Zachary Burgess is here too. Unpentium that computer. I don't know if you can say that name of that of that element without the little the uh, corporate ding. logo. Ding ding ding. ding. <laughs> that's only for Intel Pentium. Uh, uh, Pentium might be a different thing. Have you ever noticed how the, the Wii and the Wii U ding is pretty much the same as the start of the Intel? Ding! Dun 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 dun. Not really. It's the same I hadn't sound. really connected them, but I'm sure it it's probably the- is. That ding is the same sound, I swear. I heard somebody saying that the um, the cord that you get when you start up an Apple computer, like a Mac, ah. is, the, is the same cord from A Day in the Life from Sgt. Pepper's. But I didn't, I, I googled it and it's not the same cord. It <laughs> this just cord that this, this your machine makes is, is the same cord as a cord that happened in a song at some point in the entire history of songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spectacular true. news. But it's just a, it's a, it's a cord, it's a long drawn out bomb that sounds pretty similar that is uh, doesn't have anything else going on around it. You know, the song kind of sort of builds up to a crescendo and stops and then goes... Bam! Like a Mac turning on. <laughs> but it's basically like the start of the Windows noise. Bam! Really well, that was the, that was made by Brian Eno. Did you know that? Oh. And it was made on a Mac as well. Funny enough. <laughs> so they probably stole that sound effect. Uh, I don't know, I don't who did? Ding! 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 I only remember the XP one, really. The bling, 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 bling. <laughs> At least I'm pretty sure it was Eno. It was some famous producer. Right. Yeah, indeed. Apparently, a lot of thought wasn't, goes into these things. Wait, what, no, it wasn't Windows... No, oh, was it Windows 3? Like, the stupid trumpets. Where it was just like, da-da! Yeah, that was, of course, that was Windows 3.1. That's, like, ancient. Da-da! <laughs> <laughs> I have to use that as a text message sound. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> yeah. Serial system, get trumpets. Banks don't actually have sounds for just logging in and stuff, do they? It's just the cord. Uh, yeah, I think they don't have sounds for all of that all of that stuff. I find them quite grating in Windows anyway. Um, like, I, I locked my computer the other day by accident. Uh, and I don't have a password on it, but it still made the doo-doo, doo-doo, and all of that sound. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a... Well, presumably that's part of your work policy now, isn't it? That you have to lock your machine whenever you... Do. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't at work. That that, that one doesn't... Um, That is definitely part of the policy, indeed. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't think that thing has any speakers. Um, need to try. Although it is, oh, it's kind of cool. I think, like on my work PC, I have the one that has the the, the window sound scheme that has the trumpets in it. So as I'm unplugging or plugging in USB devices, it's going. 
That could sometimes be so loud that if you if you've got your sound settings wrong and you're not expecting it and you're plugging in USB, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really it's a, I think it's a loud sound effect relative effect relative to the kind of baseline volume level or something. I don't like, know. I think it, I think they're okay, like in terms of well, you know, they're well well made, put together sounds. But if you've been watching a DVD or something, which yeah. tends to be yeah, you know, quieter, a bit quieter yeah, to true. make use of the range more. The dynamic range. Dynamic range. Indeed, it is true. I, I'm sort of annoyed by that. It's annoying, isn't it, when you're sort of watching a proper film? It's all really quiet. And then what well, happens on TV, like all the time, like you're watching something and then you flip to another station. It's a super loud Tetsuo mode. Ah! <laughs> it, <laughs> it's true. Maybe there should be a signal for like the dynamic range of the signal or something. Do you know what I mean? So that like you could have a base level for films and then they could go over it for for like super for when Godzilla arrives or whatever. Explosions. Yeah. And yeah, your TV not, could but, like But it's sort of against what you know, television producers want in their material, isn't it? Is is the problem. So like in a film they want everything to be like precision sound. But then as soon as you get an advert break, it's like we want to be the loudest ad out there so everyone hears us. Yeah, so annoying. <laughs> So you could learn exactly every detail about this DFS sale from the kitchen. <laughs> and that's exactly why. They want the people, person in the kitchen who might be wanting to buy new kitchen equipment to hear the <laughs> kitchen equipment being advertised on the TV. That's in the, the other room. DFS is sofas. Oh, the sofas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, sofas don't quite work, but... <laughs> to put it in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. I'm going to... Flambe my uh, my food from the comfort of my chair. <laughs> that would be hella dangerous. Special grills <laughs> for like uh, armchair grilling. Yeah, well, I think I think someone's missed a trick there. Armchair grilling. How would you clean all the all the spitting fat off the armchair? That'd be the trouble. It would probably smell quite bad after a while. You'd have to have uh, special covers. covers? Yeah, washable covers. And and you wouldn't have far to go to get the cover into the washing machine, really. It'd be right there. Or just it's... fatophobic material. Or whatever it, you'd call it. Some kind of fiber <laughs> that just lets the fat run straight up. Fatophobic line stuff. To design your kitchen a bit like a wet room so the floor can just pool up fat and it will go down a special fat drain. <laughs> <laughs> I think really there's as much fat as you feel. Like, what sort of cooking are you doing exactly? Where there's like gallons of fat flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the whole floor is a deep fat fryer. That's yeah. why you need a couch so you can not stand on the floor <laughs> not where you'll be toasted. Exactly. You have to be committed to this style of cooking. Once you're in, you can only leave once everything has been fully cooked. <laughs> because everything will be fully cooked, whether you want it to or not. <laughs> exactly. Including your feet if you step off the couch. <laughs> it's like a gladiatorial cooking. Would you float, I mean, float across <laughs> the sea of like of like boiling fat? That- Oh no! You were talking about a, a deep fat fire. Should be oil, wouldn't it? You, the, hmm. the the the, the, surf, yes. the kitchen surface is oil. All the kitchen floor is <laughs> boiling hot oil. It's all oil. So basically, it's like it's like the inverted um, 
uh, fish and chip shop where where the the oil tanks are on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then when you're, and then the people serving are standing on little, or they're sitting on armchairs that are floating on the oil. And then whenever they have to grab you some 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 cooked fish, they have to bend, like lean down with tongs and grab it out of the floor. It's, a, it's the natural experience, like the fish are swimming. In the, <laughs> That's the, the true, battered, exactly. The battered cods are just swimming around, <laughs> ready to go. You just catch them out. Amongst the reeds made of chips. Wow. I'm painting I'm painting just... a picture here of like a chip shop countryside. <laughs> Most terrifyingly dangerous chip shop <laughs> it, possible. How's everyone doing? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> managed to avoid that kind of cooking this week. So <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've had well pretty boring food this week. It's been like a, a lazy week for food. Just having like oven food, you know, like frozen oven food. You know, like kebs. Frozen oven food. Chicken kebs. Kebs are alright, nice and they're, cheap. They're Get them from uh, yeah. Iceland or wherever. Exactly, they're a good uh, low hassle food. What have I had that's more nothing too exciting? I discovered uh, last weekend. Discovered a Japanesey place. Uh, that does delivery, so um, which we had over at Hose, which is really close to to me. So, so if anyone wants to come and have Japanese food, <laughs> we can yeah, order it in. That, they had all kinds of stuff. Common, we were, really, we we like, the Japanese takeaway. No, they're not. Um, but but it worked out really really well. Um, they had a nice container for the uh, yaki soba or whatever I had, and they had uh, oh. they did sushi as well. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I like yaki soba and, and yaki. So we got. Too. Yeah, me too. I, I I think I like the thinner ones, but the the oh, I like the, the thick noodles. Ones, the but, thick noodles are awesome. Udon, yeah, udon are the thick ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they're super tasty too. Yeah, um, yeah. So we got Japanese food and we watched um, tr- uh, um what was it? Bad Lieutenant. Do you remember when we saw that? Oh With no, the Cage film. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't seen that since we watched it. It's, that film was genius. <laughs> it's it's so weird, but it's pretty funny. Why are you so, like, iguanas on my coffee table? <laughs> it's like once you make it through the first, first third of the film, I think then everything starts getting weirder and weirder. It's pretty great. Yeah. And I've forgotten it had um, freaking X to the Z exhibit in it. Yeah. But for no reason. He's a man. He's yeah, awesome. Man. He so, that film. Yeah, that, that was pretty classic. Actually, well, no, he, exhibit doesn't lift the film. He just sort of maintains a level of crazy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all right so that happened <laughs> so that happened how, we, hey, how was your uh pup, did you have puppy times <laughs> well i was stalked by a piano this week <laughs> last week really. Oh, right week. well what happened yeah there was a, well, a piano just sort of turned up outside my house while we were out just a piano just there outside the front like on the on the okay. well, like an outright piano on, on the grass and, and by the path outside the front of the house. Yeah, just an upright, just there, and it was like there for twenty four hours. Okay, like overnight in the rain, just a piano, and then just as mysteriously, it disappeared. What the hell? Surely that would have made noise. Like if they're heavy, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. How, how yeah. Well, we were out when it was moved. I guess. 
but so we yeah. can notice its arrival or its departure. But it's just <laughs> who leaves a piano in the street overnight in the rain? Do you think? Do you think it was different people that took it away than who brought it? Like, I have do you think no the idea. council took it away or something? Uh, I've got, I've got no clue. Okay. It's like the only, the only sort of hint of who it might have been is that it may have been one of my neighbours because whilst we were in the garden yesterday, we sort of over, I overheard over the, uh, over the fences, some fences away, that uh, someone said, "Oh, it's not like moving a piano." It's like, oh, "It was you." Oh, uh, it was you. Well, maybe they were, they'd seen it too, and uh, oh yeah, and then they, they moved it. They were joking yeah. about it, yeah, or they were joking about the. Who, who the mysterious one who moved it? Yeah. I was wondering if it was like be the calling card of a master criminal. So in the middle of the night, they just like just as they're about to do something terrible, or be- or after whichever, there's just like they, they just play a single low E. <laughs> <Dong. laughs> <Dong. laughs> okay. So so whenever they have to do anything nefarious, they also have to organise like carting the. Uh, <laughs> they get the they piano get like a along. professional. Yeah, a classically trained musician to just come by and start playing like sinister. That's not sinister at all. It's like 1930s robbing. Did anyone try and play it? That's what I want to know. The cover was locked. Oh right, so I couldn't even I couldn't even be the nefarious criminal. Oh damn it! What's the fun of random pianos if they're unplayable? Exactly. We did have like we we're watching the telly with the you know we can we can say out the window. We did notice that a few of the neighbours from across the road sort of just came over and had a look at it and were sort of peering at us, thinking, "It's you, isn't it? Why have you left a piano? It's nothing to do with us, mate. It's like it just happens to be outside my house." So mysterious. You'll never know the answer, I guess. Now at nope, this point, we'll never, we'll never know unless it turns up again. Queuing at the door for food. Do you think it'll just it'll turn up and it'll be slightly closer this time? Like, yeah. It'll gradually <laughs> move towards the door. And then one, and then one day it'll be unlocked and someone will press a key and it'll explode. Delinton. <laughs> See, that's what it lowers you into a false sense of security. It's like, oh, it's just the piano. <laughs> and then when it lets you play it, oh no. Yeah. Or you think it's like a Trojan piano? Like inside, there's a bunch of like Greek warriors who are gonna <laughs> my bust out as soon as it reaches. Piano is not like Indeed, there what must be some case? reason for it, but but because they're, they're they're hard to get into houses and things like that, and to get exactly upstairs light. and things and just no, exactly. It's like it must have taken some doing just to get it there. They must have picked that spot. Thought, oh, we'll deal with this tomorrow. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did wonder if it yeah, was there that, long uh, enough. Maybe we should like have just taken it and put it as a bizarre ornament in the back garden. <laughs> so it probably can't be in good nick if it's just being left out in the rain. No, it's got to be, well, unplayably fucked, I would have thought. Yeah. Like, surely it's totally out of tune and, yeah. Possibly warping in places. and Indeed. Probably not good. Poor piano. I hope you put this is like a piano shelter. Like the lost dogs. What, for like abandoned pianos? pianos. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when they put them down though? It's like there's too much 
There's not enough space for the new pianos coming in. We have to get rid of these these old. These uh, old yeah, pianos. but then, then they sell. Then they could be lent to the movie business for dropping on things. Oh, true. Exactly. I don't think that's exactly lent. <laughs> I want that back <laughs> after you're done completely destroying it. It's <laughs> a good point. But I suppose that is putting them down. Though. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you had to get rid of a, a piano, you, you would have to do that, though, wouldn't you? You can't just leave it somewhere. You'd, ha- you'd have to somehow, like, it would be an expense, but you'd have to hire a crane and, like, drop it or, <laughs> or, or uh, a dump yeah. or something. You just, I just want to hear what it sounded like. Exactly. Like, in yeah. person. Do you reckon, like, if you drop a an untuned piano, that it makes a worse noise than if you drop a tuned piano? <laughs> <laughs> Probably oh, not. <laughs> I don't know though. Do you think if you drop a really high quality grand piano, or if you drop a cheap piano, that one of them makes a nicer you sound? Get classy chaos. Yeah. A classy cacophony. Piano like a Steinway or something. If you drop that. <laughs> it's like it's designed so as it's falling, the wind rushes through a specific <laughs> vent into them, so it plays a tune. <laughs> That'd be amazing. The falling aero vent of of, of of piano death. That would be amazing. Someone needs to invent that. Or at least some instrument. Is there, I wonder if there is an instrument you could just drop. And like while it's falling, stuff happens. Well, I don't know. I suppose for, for like a flute a or something, would <laughs> yeah. make some kind of noise at some point. Yeah. Not any yeah. tune, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. If you, so if, they need a certain. You... A lot of wind instruments need a certain. I don't know. Oops. Embouchure. You know. Oh, like that's you true. Around into there. a trumpet, you have to have a, a certain. You have to make the reed work in a sax. Maybe flutes you'd get get something out of if you if the wind blew over the um the opening whatever you want to call it just right. Hmm. Did you do? You might. I oh know. Even then, you have to go whang, you whang, you whang into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that would make any noise. No. <laughs> We're just air blowing. I'll just be. <laughs> Backpipes. That's a bit disappointing that you can't like, like if you cut things. a hole in the right place. I'm not, I'm not even sure how those actually work. So. They have like a bellows, <laughs> yeah, don't they? You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to actually pump a, a bagpipes. Yeah. yeah, you have to pump it back and forth, right? Mm. Um, to power the bellows. So I don't think one continuous rush of air would, unless oh, you like re- reverse engineer it. In the right direction. Might be a good chance to go into that. I don't think the harmonica. I don't think a harmonica would get enough terminal velocity to actually make it make the noise. Yeah. Would it be like if it was spinning as it fell? Like imagine, just assuming that it works, right? So it's falling down one way and it's going, and then it flips over. So it's got the other side. And then it does the inhale noise. So if it's spinning, it's like. No, physics. <laughs> I don't know. It could work. I mean, I mean, you could try it by like, if if terminal velocity wasn't enough, you could just attach it to the side of a car and see what. Of course, you wouldn't yeah. be able to hear it very well from all the wind, but <laughs> that would it. be really you know, funny. Well, the most annoying car. <laughs> yeah. Cover it all, <laughs> so it's throwing away. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
necessarily has to be done. <laughs> that would be so great. Okay, if anyone wants to send into the Sailor Cast a harmonica, I'm sure we can tape it to a car. <laughs> that has to be done, right? Surely. It's got to be tried. <laughs> the harmonica. New mission, in, new mission in life. No longer to be a piano criminal, but to, to be a, <laughs> an auto <laughs> harmonica. <laughs> I'm on a car. Uh, <laughs> well, you could arrive you because you have to transport your piano to the to the crime scene, so you could arrive ro- there in your harmonica. We need a, and, like, a deposit the piano. We need a Rocco name for this invention. I think you just gave up with it. I'm on a car. It's got no fucking. Yeah, I'm on a car. Fucking all on a car. I'm on a car, fucker. I'm on a fucking car. No. <laughs> Wind fucker. <laughs> Wind fucker. <laughs> That's basically what I'm doing. There we go. Engine no Rocco's trademark. <laughs> you might have to be an electric car <laughs> yeah. to get, to get more, more out of the, uh, the sound. Are we moving on to news? <laughs> I don't know how we can top that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> news what's been going on in the world of techno video game right. thinking machine games so before we get started on i suppose what is the biggest news there's some stuff we missed two weeks ago that might be of interest oh <laughs> but news. Probably not since we missed it yeah well olds yeah, I didn't, I didn't. in fact olds not news olds so that dust 514 game right yeah what about it? nobody really cares about no they finally making the, the sensible choice and bringing it to PC. No. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah. There will, there will be a PC release of it. I hadn't seen any mention of that on any of the Eve feeds. No, like I, the, I, I still get the 514 newsletters because like, that one time I tried it. Even though that's linked to my Eve account as well. Yeah. It's just like I don't get any, any shit about 514. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Like, you'd think that players of Eve might occasionally want to be. Well, oh, now they what? might. Yeah. Now that it's coming to PC, so yeah. they can actually care. I don't know. It, it just seems like you know, you know that was the the route they should have gone in the first place. But I suppose maybe they got some funding off Sony to do it. But maybe I don't know. But that's happening. Uh, and also, it's not something I've researched that much. But I stumbled upon this and thought it was kind of awesome. Uh, there's a game. Have you heard of a game called Hover Revolt of Gamers? No. Not to be confused with Hover, that old Windows game where you're that stupid flag collecting hovercraft. <laughs> um, this is apparently a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Really? Spiritual yeah. as in who's making well, it? What? I don't know. It's not Smilebit, you know, it's not the original teams, but they have got Hideki Naganuma on board. Wow. music. That's crazy. Okay. So what's the deal? Well, I don't know exactly. As I say, <laughs> sort of stumbled upon it. Not a lot of, is known at this point. Is it? Do we know? Like, does it have inline skates and graffiti and shit? Or it seems to be like from you know the graphical style is in that sort of vein. You know, the sort of cell shaded sort of cell shaded. Yeah, yeah. It's made by kind of right. Sorry, I'm just looking it up. It's, it's on green light, and it's uh, made by a studio called Midgar Studio. A Western studio, yeah. Or an, 
Right. So it's not I like a Japanese. It's called Midgar. It might be Japanese. <laughs> That's true. Futuristic free run parkour game. Oh, not inspired, inspired by JSR and Mirror's Edge. <laughs> no skates, just running. Yeah, it's just running. Uh, or maybe hovering. Third person? It's called Hover so, Revolt of Gamers. Yeah. It's a weird That's a terrible name. name. Yeah. <laughs> like Jet Set Nate Radio is like an amazing name. Hover Revolt of Gamers, not so much. Well, they couldn't just really use Hover as a problem <clears> because <throat> of that Microsoft thing. Yeah, it's obviously that. <laughs> but then Hover doesn't make a lot of sense if you're running unless they're on like Hover shoes, yeah. a bit like Shadow. I don't know. They do look a bit... They have trails, so you know. They, they are like Shadow shoes. So, so it's Shadow the Hedgehog, what it, that game should have been. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think that game should have been anything. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, mean, I think it succeeded in doing what it was designed to do. Which was bad. Yeah, which was make Shadow a character, and they did it, but it was terrible, and no one wanted it. Make Shadow a thing and give him rock music, because that's cool right now. Give him guns. It didn't make any sense anyway. <laughs> no. In any game apart from the first one. Like in Sonic Adventure 2, it makes perfect sense. It fits in with the story. And then after that, why does he exist? Because <laughs> it's the end of Sonic Adventure 2, he basically sacrifices himself to save the world. Yeah. That's the whole point of the story. But they never kill anyone ever in the Sonic universe. And then like in Sonic Heroes, the next game, I guess, it, it, he just turns up. It's like, well, yeah. I guess it is slightly explained. If I vaguely remember when I played Heroes, I think it is very slightly explained where it's like he's actually a clone, but he just acts exactly the same as <laughs> naturally. Right. Because in theory, they could make as many of him as they wanted because he was like tank bread or whatever. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, he's just a clone, but he still seems to have the same personality and desires and like he gets along with the people in the same way, Rouge and E and whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> it is pretty dumb. But then again, otherwise, who would you have had as the third person in the evil team? Well, the topic. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. It has to be the fast one, because Rouge is the fly one and E is the strength one. Mm, I guess. So you need the fast one, which is basically why Shadow existed in Metal Sonic Adventure 2, really. Metal Sonic. Yeah, Metal Sonic's not a character. <laughs> it's just a robot. But his motives are clear. Well, so is E! Yeah, but he's a character and a robot. Yeah, yeah. Because he developed the character, and we haven't got. We've, I guess we're going to see that when we actually get around to playing so, that far in Sonic Adventure. Yeah, the origins of E what, Gamma something something Gamma. I can't remember yeah. the number. One hundred two, probably. I say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sonic. Yeah. It's done. Like I hate how they don't like sort of kill off characters because it's like Blaze is one they sort of. Well, then, she didn't need to die. At no, any she point. didn't. Well, she didn't die, but the whole point of like rush was that it was, it was an alternate universe, basically. Yeah, and then they sort of cut that off, and then she's just sort of in the next one. <laughs> in what next one, though? In Rush Adventures, he turns up. Yeah, but again. that's because they go to the same universe again, do they? Because like the it's they have to get the Soul Emeralds again. Mm. They were they Soul Emeralds in the first one, or was it no, just I the Chaos Emeralds? Just emeralds yeah. Because in the in Rush Two, you have to get both. You have to get the Star Emeralds and the Chaos Emeralds because you need all of them. <laughs> hey guys, E3 is in, in a couple of weeks and yeah, we might hear more about Sonic Boom. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on it. Come on. I never know. It's, it's due out this year, apparently. <laughs> That's still quite a long time. What platforms is that thing on? Everything? Wii U. Yeah, Wii U. Oh, just, just Wii U? Yeah, it's the last in the exclusive. 
deal. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Sega did right. with Nintendo to put Sonic stuff on Wii. Exclusive. Mm. So that's happening. So yeah, that was the news. I we had missed section. Right. The old so, section. The olds. Yeah. <laughs> so now for the news. Hey guys. Hey guys. You know that expo thing. Yeah. That, that you know, console. That, that 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 thing where you can like watch TV and like you can talk to it and it changes the TV channel for you. Which you know it totally doesn't do in the UK, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know that Kinect thing that's supposed to enable you to do that is an integral part of the core philosophy yeah. of that console. I know. Yeah, it's not anymore. <laughs> We're getting, they're getting rid of it. Essentially. What? The thing about this is basically that what? no one really gives a shit about Connect. Well, but no, Connect what been... they do give a shit about is voice commands. So just put fucking make the voice commands work with a headset, and then you've solved like fifty yeah. percent of the whole problem. Yeah, that is the thing. <laughs> it's always been a bit of a surprise why you they haven't allowed you to do that in some way. Like you know, even from uh, the orig- in the original one, like from the Xbox. Like when you're having to shout at your Connect in order to do stuff in Mass Effect, which was dumb anyway. But, yeah, you know, you had you had to have a Connect in order for that to work. You couldn't just wear a headset. I it's guess- like, admittedly, some of the voice recognition might be actually being done on the Connect peripheral, maybe. Um, well, and and maybe it would probably bone you up for like like person recognition because oh, like, if it can't see you it can't determine who's talking so it can't determine if it's just someone yelling at you across the room yeah. and fucking up your game oh yeah, yeah there's a lot of reasons why the camera is useful but it's, it's just the big thing is is they're dropping connect as uh you must have one thing um so then they will be releasing an s a, a skew or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um that doesn't come with one and will obviously sell at a cheaper price because of it so I'm sort I'm sort of disappointed by this. Do you see this because, coming or not? Because I, I didn't. I, no, I didn't think they would turn around on it. I mean, I understand why they have. I don't exactly have a problem. It hasn't exactly, you know, enamored itself with the users that much. Partly because there's no real app support for it. There's no real game support for it. <laughs> Naturally. Um, I mean, Xbox Fitness is the closest thing to a game that really works on it. Um, I suppose you could, you know, the Connect Sports rivals. We haven't really had that much theoretically work experience ish. with. Yeah, it's supposedly okay, but it's probably just a, not a very good game. Um, so you know, it's it's sort of it's never really proven itself. The bit where I'm disappointed is I think it is a brilliant device for the voice recognition stuff for getting around the system is great when it's supported. Like, but the apps don't support it very well. Um, the third party stuff. Um, I love the fact that it's, you know, I can just sit down in front of it and it can see me. I love that I can turn it on and off with a voice. You know, it, even GNOME is okay with using the voice commands to do things. I think it really works in that regard. And I'm worried that by it by by it not being an integral part of the system anymore, that some of these really cool stuff just is going to get forgotten. Hmm. And I really hope that doesn't happen because it's awesome. Yeah. I don't think anyone at Xbox wanted this to happen. Um, it's obviously, I think it's just numbers that somebody higher up has been like, oh, yeah, it, it's we're, a- losing, we're losing market share and our next competitor are like 50 quid cheaper. Can we put it's something a per- out that's 50 yeah, quid cheaper? It's a perfectly sensible like, business decision, really. 
they need to regain ground. They need to do it relatively fast if they want if they don't want to repeat what happened to Sony in the last generation. Um, I mean, it took Sony a good couple of years after PS3 came out to sort of get it together mm. and start, you know, putting out a, a competent product. And that was when I waded into PS3, and it was an okay time. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that they are very worried about making a similar sort of mistake, so they are reacting. What is an unprecedented speed. Well, basically, they. This is apparently like not really a theory at all or anything. But basically, they bone themselves by not releasing Halo when the Xbox One came out, because then everyone would have had to buy it, buy the Connect for like regardless, because everyone wanted Halo. But because they didn't have a Halo at launch, it was like a year later. Everyone was hedging their bets, and it turned out they were they were hedging them right. because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's now not going to have a Connect. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like PS4 had a giant exclusive at launch. Or no, anything. it was just cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still don't think PS4 has a library behind it that I'm really interested in, unless I really wanted to play Assassin's Creed or Infamous. Um, yeah, but you could play both of those. Well, you can, sorry, you could play Assassin's Creed on Xbox, right? Yeah, but the PS4 is the superior version. Um, yeah, but... And that's probably going to be true be of Watch Dogs. That's probably going to be true of Destiny. You yeah, know, There's true. a lot of these third-party things coming up that are probably going to be best on a PS4. It seems like Destiny is kind of leaning PS4 direction, which is interesting. Yeah. And naturally, you don't hear a lot about the PC versions of these things because, you know, there's not a lot of money in talking about PC. Yeah, but those are probably the best versions in theory. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But... Well, Destiny really is console excuse- exclusive, isn't it? Or is it PC? No, I think there's a PC version coming. Just, Seriously? you know, just okay. not at the same time. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, but it's not going to be like Titanfall. Because Des- well, Destiny's going to be back, you know, previous gen as well. It's going to be on the 360 yeah. and PS3. Which I know. Is strange. Weird. Um, so, yeah, I really hope this doesn't derail what they're doing with this technology because I think it's awesome. And it's a real. It will. It's, it's pushing stuff in the right direction. It's just the little things. I use it all the time. I use voice commands all the time when it works. And it's. And so it's quite impressive when you... I don't use the Bing tool for anything because I don't have the video services. I don't have a Netflix or anything like that. And that's where the Bing stuff comes into its own because it is quite impressive just how accurate the voice recognition can be during that. Like, you can ask it... We tried some random stuff the other day, like, just on a whim. It's like, oh, movies by Brad Pitt. And it goes, all right, yeah, okay, fine, I can understand that, and finds a ton of films with Brad Pitt in it. It's like, okay, I didn't know you could do that. I thought it would just search by title or something and find films called Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's all in the software, really, isn't it? I mean, with the software, oh, yeah, the mean, voice recognition is good. And then yeah, you've just, got the parsing It's just being returning decent results for whatever you ask it. And it's just, yeah, it's parsing it into a string. And then that string is sent to Bing. And then Bing gives you results. It's like, it's, you know, it's not. But it's just the fact that it's sort of surprising that that works as well as it does. Yeah, it's cool stuff. I mean, it'd be interesting to me, I mean, it's too late now, but it'd be interesting to me to know how much of the functionality that you like of the Kinect that you could get with some cheaper hardware, like a basic webcam or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. how much of the Kinect stuff is, is to support, like, high-fidelity games? Well, it's, that multi, and, it's, it's that multi-mic that makes the big difference. in the Kinect, Yeah, the so multi-mic, yeah. That only really a headset would be good enough for you know they would need yeah. a clear you need a clear headset with a clear version of your voice in order to make it work without the noise cancelling uh, multi mic array thing yeah yeah 
But I wonder if the multi-mic array thing is the expensive part. Probably not. It's probably all the... Oh, the, the camera's cameras probably reasonably expensive, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it'd be cool if... I mean, if in, obviously, it's all hindsight and stuff, but, I mean, they could have built the... Potentially could have built the multi-mic into, the, like, the front of the console or something, you know? Or, potentially, or like, yeah. You know what I mean? And then... And then well, it's likely to be moved. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and I, then, I wonder if they will do that, a cameraless mic array for people who do want that because you know the connect still raises privacy questions for some yeah they can make a SKU that had that built into the box and without the camera and and then you could get back quite a lot of the the uh, voice control functionality to some extent uh, of the dashboard without needing the expensive mm. camera and shit i just want to see like the app side improve is my biggest gripe though it's like, and probably where a lot of the functionality of Connect is kind of lost. Um, yeah. Because the YouTube app, for instance, is it's an okay design, but it's shonky for search. I mean, really, very shonky at search, um, because you get that terrible uh, alphabet thing that only lets you move left and right rather than having a proper keyboard for starters. So it's a pain in the ass to type using a controller. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's support. I don't think it supports smart glass either. So I don't think you can type just type on your phone in that box. I'm not sure. Um, but you can't use voice search, which is like that's the biggest shitter because that would just be so nice to be able to say something and it just fill in that box and then that gets around the problem of it having a terrible controller interface. Yeah, I mean that it seems obvious, doesn't it? I mean, if Netflix can do it. I don't see well, this why is the you... thing. I can't. I can't remember which way around it is. It's even Netflix. I think Netflix is one of the better ones. It might be the Amazon Prime app, where they don't properly support voice controls, and like so, like the stuff that's on screen is all labelled as selection one, selection two. If you bring up the Xbox Select um, shortcuts, so you yeah. can't actually just say what's on the screen anyway. You have to probably say Xbox Select so it highlights what the things actually are, and then say that number, and it's. Again, it's just chonky. It's not not thought through. But then you get people like iPlayer who haven't launched their app yet, but have said that the reason why the Xbone doesn't have iPlayer yet is because they're trying to support Connect properly. And it's like that's a good thing. It's like okay, it's delaying the release of the iPlayer app, but it's nice to know that they're they're working thinking on... about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's I think there is still um, and Patrick Kleppert sort of. Uh, summed this up pretty well in the video he did for Giant Bomb a little while back. Like there are some definite challenges still remaining about how people approach UI design in a way that is both controller friendly, hand friendly, and voice friendly. Like the voice friendly adds another wrinkle that I don't think anyone is really prepared for yet. Mm. I mean, it's a tough problem, but I mean, people have made such good progress. I mean, Microsoft stuff is really good. Like it's not just the uh, Xbox; they've even got that that Cortana thing on the Windows Cortana phone. Cortana looks pretty, really pretty cool. cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that that comes out, and I'm hoping they make a make use of that across multi. Well, eventually, I guess it will go to multiple platforms. It won't just be a Windows Phone thing, but no, it'll definitely be on Surface and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know how they'll integrate it with Windows, but they they will, I guess, because you yeah, got Siri so on really iPad, like, right? So, so they've got yeah, a. I'd, I'd they've got really a like the that. time where the the three screen thing becomes a reality. So like I can use Cortana to make a, a reminder of myself and it puts it on the calendar, but then 
my Xbox knows about that. So not not necessarily so I can access the calendar through my Xbox, but so the Xbox is aware to little pop up a reminder or something when that thing is due. Like say I'm supposed to be somewhere and I'm in the middle of a Plants vs. Zombies game. It could just go, mm. hey, you should be doing this. It's like that's kind of where things should go, I think. Yeah, synergy. But just... <laughs> It doesn't have to be like extreme, just like just little things, just edge your way there. Like as I say, I don't think having a full-on calendar or an email viewer on your Xbox might it'll be particularly great because the phone will be better at that. Yeah, yeah, you want to tailor it to. I mean, but you know, just just notification stuff could be a good place to start. I don't know. I think Microsoft, given the speed at which they've been doing things over the last few months, they are in a good position to really pull off something special. <laughs> Whereas, I don't know, has anything happened on the PS4 since it launched? Like, they did some patchwork to sort out the friends list, perhaps, for people who have enormous friends lists. Right, yeah. But I don't know. That, I really don't know what's changed on in PS4 land. I don't think a lot. Well, I don't know. Maybe they haven't had so much to fix, as it were. But still. Um, I mean, because it was a bit of a worry when PS4 was, you know, because... Uh, the the Xbox 360 had a much better interface for like everything online related than the PS3. Mm. I think generally accepted that that's true. So and then the PS4 was kind of playing catch up there, but people seem to not have a big problem with what they got. So, uh, yeah, it could, I, I, I think it's more like because Microsoft, well, the the Xbox got kind of. Basically, yeah, the they lost they lost functionality. Missing. Basically, yeah. didn't they? Like, like like all the all the all, all the party system and stuff that everyone loved from 360 was all kind of fucked up, and they've gradually and it's been still fixing a little it. screwy. Like all that stuff is still a little uh, clunky compared to how it used to be. Yeah, um, but at least they were aware of it, and you know, and they they've come out and said, "Look, yeah, we're, we're, we know this stuff isn't as good as it perhaps should be, so we'll we'll continue to work at it." And, you know, they did do the little update back in March to sort out some of the problems with it. I mean, Sony don't really have the tradition of, like, completely overhauling their whole console interface every, like, two years or whatever. <laughs> no. So, um, uh, you never know no. what will happen with the Xbox over its lifetime. I mean, it seems unlikely that they will do, a, like, a big dashboard update, even in the medium future, because they're yeah. so obsessed with... Um, you know, the tile thing is, 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 is a reasonable direction. But do you send the stuff about Windows 8.2? What are they doing? I, I, so I, I, the, they're putting back a traditional start menu. Yeah, like I saw that. Realsies. Now, that but looked cool because it's got sort live of blending tiles in the it. tile. Yeah, blending yeah. the live tile world with. I think that's cool. Menu. And it's like, I, that's a cool idea. I might I actually um, get back to full start or full Metro mode, perhaps, would be useful as well. But I think you can, totally. Yeah. Um, I think. I might have to go for that, um, install that when that comes out, maybe, 8.2. Might be worth a... Well, I don't uh, really have a problem with 8 as it stands now. It's super quick. But, but you don't use 8, though, do you? No, but I have done. I've, you know, messed yeah, but, the surface and but stuff. not enough to upgrade your, your PC to 8. Well, no, it's not really... I'd have to pay money, <laughs> and it, yeah. it wouldn't really gain me anything other yeah. than perhaps speed. Um yeah, I guess so, yeah, that, the, the, that'll be the, true the, of 8.2 as well. Yeah, the advantage isn't really there to for me to just, you know, to do it, really. I don't really gain anything. Plus, you know, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of doing an OS upgrade. 
like especially like a big version upgrade. Like it's fine on the devices that have all been planned to do this, but Windows always seems, I don't know, like too much of a complex beast and, you know, updates from when you were upgrading to XP, I remember that being kind of a shitty process or that it went wrong a lot. And then when 7 yeah. came out, it's like, well, it's not really, you can do it, but I, there were some horror stories about, you know, the upgrade process not really working. So you have to install it fresh anyway. And it's just all that yeah. stuff kind of stays with me. So it's like, I don't really want to do an upgrade and I don't and really want don't... to go through the hassle of just doing a complete wipe either. Well, it's, at some point you should like, I don't know why it's such a big problem to do a wipe. I feel like it used to be, but I don't think it should be any longer. I, think I, probably... I, I end up running so much software, though. Like, yeah, but... my music environments, all the setups for the podcast. Yeah, but every, how much... I, everything is just so. Yeah, but how much of that is, like... How many, how many, how much of that settings could you just copy the folder and it would retain all the settings? I don't know. Music stuff can be a bit of a pain yeah, in the ass. Probably yeah, it's a bit... Because you, you have to install all the VSTs individually and... yeah. There's like a lot of other stuff. It's, it's like it's not like how it used to be the registry problem in the old days, where it's like if you just try copying shit, it would just lose all the registry entries and then it'd be fucked. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't happen any longer. Yeah, people don't rely on the registry quite so much. In any apps, and I guess like upgrading, get hold of again. If you're going to XP from like I don't know ninety eight or something, that's like a major version change. And similarly, if you're going from XP to uh, I don't know, seven or something. That's a major version change. But Vista yeah. seven, seven and eight and eight point two, they're all the same version and major version of Windows. They're version six of Windows, aren't they? It's like Vista's version six point zero, and then seven is six point one, and eight is, is six point two, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. So if you go to your, uh, you know, CMD or whatever, it uh, and on on Windows seven, it will say Microsoft Windows version six point one. Huh. I figured seven would be a. A major change, given that they ripped out most of what Vista did. <laughs> no, I think I think it's the same kernel. I, um, oh, I thought that, like was Vista was a big like, Minwin and stuff like that, and that that was a relatively large change. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. But... Anyway, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit scary doing a big big operating system upgrade. I mean, given that's, that that's my, why I still have my old machine my, and I made a VM of it, just because you know it's like some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's also because like actually having VMs of old operating systems is actually useful in other ways. Yeah, true. Rather than ha- trying to install them, which is a problem, especially the older they get. Yeah. When you're out of thirty-two bit land or whatever. Thirty-two <laughs> bit land. Any more news? So, oh, yes. Well, let's, can, let's go back to Microsoft. <laughs> Any more news apart from that let's, one news story that we talked about for like 45 minutes or something? Well, yeah, there, there is okay, another new, big bit news. of Microsoft-y stuff. Like, to go alongside with this, they basically announced that they're changing a lot of the Xbox Live rules. Um, I okay. a lot of them. A few of the key details. For instance, you no longer need a gold account to have access to entertainment apps. Finally. Oh, right, like Netflix. A long time ago, yeah. You no longer need gold to have access to those, which is... It was unbelievably dumb that that was still there, really. Yeah. Um, You know, you're you're not competing with any other platform if you're charging for that. So, you know, well well done for them to finally realize that. Um, And they also uh, mentioned games with gold and some of the gold... 
deals would be returning. So Games of Gold was their version of the PS Plus library stuff, but sort of a pansy version of it. And it's like, that yeah. will be coming to Xbone. Um, I don't know what they're going to be offering on that. Probably some of the the smaller games that came out around launch. Hopefully Peggle. And then... <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Free Peggle. Yeah. So, you know, I think they're starting to get the idea, but they've still got some work to do on 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 the value proposition of gold. How much is it these days? Is it like 40 quid? Yeah, it's still, it's, yeah, it's still the, the, the 40 odd pounds. I think it's exactly the same as PS Plus. Mm, okay. I think. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much the Microsoft That's the Microsoft news. news. Apart from, if we want to talk Halo mini announcements, like Halo what is 5 the announcement thing. then? And, uh, if Halo I, 5 is a and what was the name? Surprise. Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, it's, well, it's Halo Five colon Guardians. So I guess that's colon the, Guardians. Yeah, colon Guardians. Guardians of the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's a, well, well, I, I guess guard it's it. the first. It's the first like numbered Halo game to have a subtitle. That's true. <laughs> I was trying to figure that if that was true. I guess so. Out of the, out of the numbered games, it is anyway. Well, apart from well, yeah, uh, out, like, Halo Three, ODST. Yeah. yeah, that's like technically yeah. a different game, but it was still under the Halo Three name for some reason. Yeah, it's not one of the <laughs> it's not one of the proper numbered sequels. So yeah, that's happened. And there's also this leaked thing called the Halo Master Chief Collection or something, which. No one seems to know anything about other than that the name is out. Well, I'm pretty sure that I heard that it was just Halo 1 to 4 on Xbox One. That would be pretty cool. Which would be pretty hardcore, but I don't know. That, it depends that how seems much like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, Or it seems like they should do a lot of work <laughs> to make that a good package. Yeah, it depends how much. You need to get them all to be like at least the same level. Like, get them all up to at least Halo 3 and then Halo 4 being obviously better. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Get them up. Get them up to some level of visual equality. What, would that imply doing like the Halo Two Anniversary Edition thing? Yeah, yeah, basically. The Halo time. Two Anniversary Edition was that thing that was sort of was one of the NT Kernel leaks um, that he was saying that was going to happen by the end of the year. But yeah, maybe, maybe that's as well. Yeah, but maybe that's just part of this bigger collection. Well, thing. yeah, you'd hope so. But it is interesting, yeah. I, I want to see if they are doing an HD version of all of them because that would be kind of cool. If you they probably are, squeeze a lot more money like... out of doing them individually, you'd think. <laughs> Maybe that is a lot it's of a... game. Yeah. yeah but Especially not... is Reach part of that? Is the other thing because right. Reach technically wasn't a numbered sequel, but it probably fits not. in between three and four. I think it was only those, the only the four main ones. Hmm. Intriguing. What else is happening? Hello. Ah, oh, sure. There was some good stuff this this week. Oh yeah, um, Unreal Tournament. Oh yeah, what was that? I don't Unreal know Tournament. Oh, you don't know what happened, dude. Yeah, so they're making. They're, not a, really they're making. making <laughs> they are. They're making they're a new not, Unreal they're Tournament. Basically, they're, they're basically releasing the UE4 development kit. No, they already did that. Saying, oh, okay, you people make Unreal Tournament for us. <laughs> No, no. So, so they've got like eight full-time people on it, apparently, uh, and it's uh, yeah, the, uh, who are like core UT guys from 
from with tons of experience and stuff. And the idea is that the entire development will be on GitHub in the open, and then anyone and everyone can contribute. Um, okay. So it's basically, basically what I said. Yeah. They're not making UT. Everyone else is going to make UT. Maybe because I mean, what you what's what's guaranteed to happen is that like. The, the the modding people or whatever you want to call these people because it's not exactly modding when you're working with the actual source code of the game I guess open source yeah. I guess yeah. well all these people it's what will inevitably happen is they will just make all the good levels that were from the old games and that'll be it pretty much yeah <laughs> that's pretty much all the work you need to do well, presumably these eight guys are going to need help on assets and sound and visuals yeah like you know people to just make the art that's where the bulk, that's where quite yeah, a large I'm... bulk of your team goes on these larger projects. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, I think they will be. That not all of the art will be epic. It will obviously they'll they'll be open sourcing that stuff as well. So just, they'll need three D modelers and designers and stuff to to help out, just like coders, I guess. Mm. Um, but they'll have to set a direction. I mean, it's not going to be total chaos. Oh yeah, I sure, they, sure. Presumably, the eight will be like code reviewing. But everything what direction? And... There's no direction. It's just like it's unreal tournament. All it is is a reader shooter. That, that's it. That's <laughs> there's no there's no actual specifics you need to have for unreal tournament. I mean, like not even the guns. Those could be whatever the fuck people want to make. Oh, I don't know. Those are sort of they've always kind of been the same throughout all the UT games. Well, yeah, they? So. which means that people will just make those. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much if you just wait long enough, people will make the entire of all the other UT games in this game because that's... Well, we can hope. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know... What's bad probably, about that, well, though, Zach? That sounds awesome. Well, what's bad about that is they probably won't. It's like... Well, yeah, this is the thing. This is the, I guess this all hinges on the popularity of UT as a thing. Like, is is... This comes back to our discussions about arena shooters in general, and are they are they viable? You know, are they? I mean, COD is the most arena shooter that there is, really. <laughs> It'd just be like that's what that's like, what's bad about it. Yeah, I know that's the problem. It's, it, would, it would just be like some mod guy, one like one guy will make facing worlds in the new engine, and then everyone will just play that forever, and nothing else will get made because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's all you need. Well, or, it's just that, or whatever the towers level. It's just that sort of recent history of arena shooters hasn't really been good. Like Shoot Mania hasn't exactly gone down well. <laughs> that was and, that wasn't really an arena shooter. That was like a weird like skill game or it something. Sort of is, but yeah, I see your point. Nexus didn't exactly make splashes. Um, but UT Quake is like the biggest UT. one apart from Quake, isn't Quake, it? I mean, they're yeah. the big two, aren't they? I mean, um, yeah. and so the idea I mean, is may, it'll may, be free. Maybe the, as in yeah, free, maybe. free, free, free as in beer, and then and mm. then eventually they'll have a store for um for maps and and uh, guns and things that people make. Ah, you know, they've immediately um, gone wrong though. You can't sell maps because then that fucks up playlisting and server access and yep. stuff like that. Which just means that the yeah, ones that's true. that everyone will play will be free. Yeah, wherever they get them from, you can't. You, there's, there's, there's like this, maps are the one this place whole thing, where you can't do that. This whole thing just makes no sense, really, from any kind of business model. They think they're going to make money like the Steam Workshop it does for Team Fortress, but that's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's what never happened with those games, was it? It's like, well, I suppose they can. They could. They can gate that stuff. They can put like a do do what TF2 sort of do and have the official line of stuff. Yeah, like so everyone if, gets if all the maps, but you buy work, the aesthetics yeah. and. 
stuff like that. Yeah, I reckon they they will try and follow as close to a TF two or Dota two model as they can. But you remember but when you like, cannot do that with the maps. You remember when like Starcraft two was going to have a store for all its maps, and you were going to make different games in the map editor because it was so powerful. That yeah. never happened. No, that's true. <laughs> well, I guess that's because people just like Star Starcraft. Yeah, exactly. They like playing the maps that are the good maps, yeah. and they only play the good maps, and they don't care about any other shit. But that's what I mean. If you make the core game good. Then the then you know people buy into all that aesthetic stuff. I mean that's entirely how Dota Two works, and it's popular. I so can't imagine they just need something. They just need to do that and do it right. I can't imagine a young tournament game having a store that will work. I can't imagine like in Team Fortress like one day like converts like but the you only buying aesthetic stuff. That's... Well, the first problem with it is it's first person, so that immediately fucks up. The, like, I guess you can't really see your character, can you? No. It still works for TF2 in theory. It'd be like COD, I suppose. You'd have to have, like, gun skins. Yeah, like Counter-Strike. <laughs> bacon skin. That's what you need. But then the trouble with... Bacon I, skins via guns. Yeah. How COD does it. I don't know what, like... Are they just going to be selling like mo- like model skins? Because it doesn't matter. Like that's the classic thing about like the Unreal and Quake. Like it's all the same hitbox. You just jam whatever model you want in there. Well, here's the thing: Are they going to make it? Well, we, I guess we don't know a lot about it. But what what's the chances of them not making it first person? Like do something like Loadout or Gears of War or even Unreal Championship. I don't think they're going to have the control, are they, to to like make a decision like that? Since since it's open source and they're uh, hoping no, that come on, they, 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 these eight guys are going to have final say on everything. Presumably, they can let in what they want, yeah, and but discard what they want. I guess so. But do you think they're going to make a change, like make it third person? I don't know. I get they'll have to define rules, otherwise the game won't get built. It's, yeah, that's true. You know, there has to be some structure. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think they, if they do go third person, I wouldn't be against that because I quite liked Unreal Championship too. That was a pretty cool game. Um, yeah, no, that was pretty it, cool. It mixed things and up like, in an interesting way. Bloods versus Zombies works as well. <laughs> That's kind totally. of arena-ish. Sort and of. Epic, epic of Gears of War, who's, you know, multiplayer wasn't exactly unpopular. No, that's true. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with Gears of War. Might not be FPS. Yeah, well, no, yeah, don't know. Well, they. I think last we heard, Microsoft bought the IP. I think off them. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they, Microsoft, have control of Gears of War, but Epic have no contractual obligation to do anything with that. So they don't technically have Gears of War anymore. Right. Okay. That's cool. Not an Epic thing. But Microsoft haven't like spun up a studio kind of three four three style to to make not Gears that of War we shit. know about, hmm. or not that I'm aware of, which is more accurate. Well, maybe they'll say something at E3. I don't know what the big announcements at E3 are going to be. I guess there'll be a whole bunch Games, of Destiny, presumably. Yeah, I, hope I think so. that's why. Why? Well, that's the theory why Microsoft are like releasing all this like systemic news. I suppose, um, system news systemic it's uh you know to get that get all this conversation out of the way so on e3 they can focus on games on the, i guess sounds good well sounds like a good plan it sort of worked for them last time after they got the tv shit out of the way then they could just go oh yeah here's the actual bit you're interested in 
talk, except the TV shit was like the first thing they said, which was bad. <laughs> and annoyed everybody really badly. Yeah. <laughs> but you can still see the thinking. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably hear more about their TV side as well. Let's be up there. There'll be some news about what the Halo TV series is and what else they're doing. That'll happen. Man. Yeah. Do you think there'll be a whole bunch of the TV, the, the Halo TV series stuff or, or like some teasers or something? It's got to have be something. Some, there'll, be, there'll be something. Yeah. Yeah. That was over a year ago. So, some indication of when that. it might be happening. I heard they were like selling that to, to a, like a US network to, to broadcast. Showtime. Right. I believe. Yeah. I think they need funding. I get, I get the impression that they perhaps need more money for this than they realize. So it's like, oh, uh, we, okay. if we let Showtime get involved, then perhaps we'll have enough funding to get this done. But then it kind of, the whole like Xbox exclusive content thing yeah. was kind of out the window at that point. It's a bit weird. Well. I guess it's worth it if you get the Halo brand, you know. Oh yeah, revitalize the Halo back brand eventually. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I guess for people like us, it doesn't matter because we exactly can't we can't exactly get Showtime, but so it would just be on, it would just be on Xbox Video <laughs> eventually, maybe. Yeah, that's true. What if they release it in every, you know across the world at the same time on the Xbox? I don't know. I'd, I'd imagine they must. Hmm. Is it some of the people that were in that, like, Ford Under Dawn? No, what was the thing called? It was Ford Under That we watched? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if, what route they're going to take. We we know very little. Because hmm. that story was sort of a... Uh, this happened a long time before Halo 4, because some of the characters... Well, well, one of the characters in that comes back in Halo 4. Mm. Um, so it's kind of the origin story I suppose of, of that guy yeah uh, I, I guess I, 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 I bet it's just unrelated to that but might be in a have a similar feel possibly without the Master Chief stuff I'd imagine but... yeah I mean I kind of hope Master Chief isn't in it yeah but uh, I guess we'll see. We He's definitely going to be in the game, that's for sure. Yep, no avoiding that. I mean, is it going to be related to the... Do you, I mean, I know we don't know, but obviously, but I mean, we can speculate. Is it like going to be related to the, the kind of Halo 4, 5, 6 trilogy idea? Oh, it must be sure. oh, what, the TV series? The uh, TV series, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They they may try and do like a Marvel Agents of Shield with it, and like just have the odd reference. Hold on. No. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like for the most part that series runs sort of parallel, but occasionally they drop in like a little. Oh, this is. There's been reports of Thor crossing into multiple dimensions and stuff. Oh, okay. So this episode must happen like sometime after Thor two came out. In the timeline, oh, okay. you know, they, they they do stuff like that to try and keep the, the the sort of timeline sort of in sync, without necessarily affecting each other. The things these writers have to do to make everything make sense, or at least half make sense. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they are enough making it difficult for themselves in Marvel Land now. Did you hear? Speaking of stories, did you hear that the the, the Star Wars thing? What about it? 
all of the games are not considered canon. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They uncanonized like everything. They announced in the that everything universe. apart from the movies is not canon, including yeah. all the books. Which presumably means they're going on a completely different tack that would fuck all that stuff right up in the new films. Well, I don't think... So like, they had to just get it out of the way? Well, I thought the whole point was that things before... Like, surely all that Knights of the Old Republic stuff would be okay because it happened before. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. couldn't they just... Did- anything- Anything that happened in the past surely doesn't matter, unless it unless they want to uh, like set up a new past. I guess. Where they want to do some actual ancient history in the new film, maybe. But then it's like, what even happened in fear? What happened in the now non-canon extended universe after the end of the film was just like the stupid war against those goddamn bug things, and that was like, yeah, that's terrible. Easily had some films, I guess. They could have expanded it. The Republic Commando stuff, you mean, or what? No, 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 no. In the books, yeah, they, yeah, they're really done. I have no knowledge of the books. I think, I, I mean, I barely do. I've never read them or anything, but it sounds like a terrible idea having like an alien race from another galaxy. At that point, it's not really Star Wars. Like, hey, that's, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like Halo 4. Was, <laughs> oh, there you it go. It's like, I don't think it was necessarily that bad of, like, well, it wouldn't have even had, well, no, I guess it would sort of had to have been that, but there was still like the transitional period with the end of the Empire and everything that they, I expect they'll probably go into that anyway. That's something that you probably can't avoid. Yeah, they'll redo that. Yeah, yeah. But they won't have, like, clone emperors and, like, Grand Admiral Thrawn and, like, giant, I don't know, like, super, super stuff. They might have some of the giant stuff. They might do one of those things where they use some of the ideas from it, but change it. Well, yeah. Like, when you do a remake. But it's just like, then what ideas are you not going to, like... Which which of these ideas? Assuming they're going to use some of the ideas, what's like the determining factor for what they don't want to have any longer? The one some... that stops them from doing the maximum amount of cheese. Yeah, I guess. Because you know Disney. You think it's going to be super okay. cheesy? Uh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not holding out much hope for these. Does, have any, does anyone mm, have any okay. idea of like what a, a suitable story might even be? I mean, they're bringing back the old cast, which is just like, that's a bad, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Yeah, hopefully they won't be in it that much, though. I mean, it's quite well, nice no, to have there's a, a whole, there's a whole massive cast of mostly unknowns, isn't there? Like, supposedly yeah. taking up most yeah. of the lead roles. All the young, yeah. the new generation. But then, so that is that is the fact that they've got the old cast just going to be like for a set up throwaway cheesy bit where it's like, oh look, here's mum and dad, and then they just like leave. <laughs> yeah, presumably, it'll be like you know the weird. I don't know. Is it like the Obi Wan ghost thing? I guess well, that would be a bit of a like we brought you all back so you could be ghost for five seconds. <laughs> Pretty much, I reckon. I mean, an example of of. Not with a whole cast, but an example of J.J. Abrams doing this is Leonard Nimoy in the in the Star Trek 2009 film. Like, he was quite key to the plot, and he wasn't in it that yeah, much. Yeah. But that was because, you know, time travel. Are they well, really going to yeah, do time like, travel? You, yeah, like, maybe that's... But then they wouldn't have had the non-canon they won't the have to. universe stuff. No, then they could have exactly. just had the new film being alternate universe. So I'm, rule- I'm ruling out time travel and alternate universe stuff. I mean, time so travel dumb. was only in the Star Trek because he was from the future, right? Um, yeah. Leonard Nimoy was from the future. Was Spock the was an actual character that was in the present from the future. Whereas yeah. I don't think we're going to have a situation where you've got like someone playing Luke Skywalker and then and then Mark Havel is like, "Yo, dudes, you're doing it all wrong." 
I think the Star Trek route actually they they did that well, but at the same time, it's like you know slightly cringy. It's like oh okay shit, you've just rebooted the entire universe, so you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you know it's it does feel like the cheap way out, but at least Star Trek did it okay. You know I didn't mind that storyline. I thought that was yeah. It was, well, it, it was as it was as good as you could have probably have done it. It was like they did okay with like barely explaining anything really. Yeah, and it, that, that, that you didn't. Well, you didn't really care, I suppose. No, I mean you know red matter. Shit. Yeah, exactly. It was like oh, we, sh- we got in, we came from a parallel universe into this one somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they definitely shouldn't have had him in the second goddamn Star Trek film. That was dumb. No. Yeah, that was a bit. They didn't need that. No. So then, like, the other question... The second film's just dumb in general. The other question for Star Wars is, like, can they go... It's, like, how much space is there going to be, I guess, is the question that I'm thinking about. Because it's, like, you can't go bigger than the the fucking Death Star. That's the biggest fucking thing you can have in space. I kind of hope they do go small, actually, because that was sort of the problem with the... I don't know, it felt like the problem with the prequels is that they were trying too hard. They you just know, had, like, ridiculous fights where it was just, like, a million explosions happening yeah. all the time. The prequels felt like they, someone was trying to make a point. It's like, well, we can do all this better now. Yeah, we can and, We can have a million dudes on screen and, and they'll all be CG. Yeah, and that's not the key to a good film, is it? Just make everything more. No, exactly. But it's like, in the Star Wars universe, it doesn't get bigger than the Death Star. Even, unless they... It's like, it, so they've got rid of all the extended fiction, so does that give them an opportunity to, like, make a super Death Star? I don't know, could there be something about <laughs> bits of the Death Star have, like, landed in various places, and it's like, these are... I'm pretty sure it just completely design. evaporates when it blows up, or at least it looks yeah. like it. <laughs> Well, yeah. I don't think bits come off that thing. I mean, they already Somehow. did the Death Star twice in the first three films. I mean, yeah. like, I think they've exhausted they've the Death Star. But they, it's like, yeah. if you don't go bigger, then you can't, you know... Go Death, big or Death, go home. <laughs> Death Galaxy. Because the only thing that's more powerful than the Death Star is the Sun Crusher, and that's tiny, but it's just powerful. Mm. Red matter. <laughs> yep, exactly. There was that <laughs> chompy thing that wasn't as powerful as what, the, the Death Star, but was pretty. Yeah, but that was okay. They're like yeah. they're boring because they're like super slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, like, true. Pure but that means you can have a big fight scene around them without having to really explain why this thing is so slow. Yeah, but they don't even make an interesting backdrop. It's just like a giant factory, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that planet. good. Yeah. You can't beat the Death Star. They have to come out with something else. Um, I think that... I don't know how much I think, space I, That's why be. I think like a smaller plot is probably a gooder, a, a gooder, a better idea, you know? Sort but of. that's the... It's like... This is the problem that I'm, that I'm saying. But then is that Star Wars? Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you don't have space, is it Star Wars? <laughs> you need to have space. Yeah, well, if you don't have big space battles... I I'm I heard they started filming in like um Saudi Arabia or somewhere or Abu Dhabi or somewhere because they couldn't Cutting. film in because yep. they couldn't film in Tunisia because Tunisia is like a, a bit Fuck. dodgy at the moment. <laughs> uh, but then like Tatooine, god damn it, why? I mean, does Tatooine what have to be in like, every Star Trek Star Wars film? I mean, like the best Star Wars film like... has no Tatooine in, right? It's where there'll be Anakin too. Well, it'll, be, it'll be where Luke Skywalker lives now, probably. <laughs> Why would he go he back there? Dad, but... Why? He hates sand. It's coarse and rough. And he gets... Oh, no, that's his dad, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> he didn't really care that much. I suppose he grew up in it. He never really <laughs> expressed true. any opinions about any planets, I guess. He was just like, oh, I'm in space now. Well, <laughs> okay. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I can't... I don't know. Why would you retire to... Anyway, Tatooine, I don't he see... He's probably there, I guess, maybe... 
inherited from his uncle when they all died. I'm not how sure how property like law works in Star Wars universe. So you think the <laughs> savior of the galaxy is like? Let's go back to the old homestead where yeah, where everybody was vilified. Yeah. Well, he could have done like the only one where he like retired into seclusion or whatever. A yeah, but he was doing that. He, he was doing that a to hide and b to watch over Luke, right? He yeah, and you don't it. know what they've rebooted into the Star Wars universe now that they have to hide from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What What is the threat in the in you know in this universe you know, what is left over because it's like you're meant to you know you fucked up the emperor so you, maybe there's more maybe there's two new sith because there's always two oh well, yeah well there has fine. to be a sith i mean uh, it seems obvious that the adam driver will well, you play know, balance a of sith. the force thing they have to still be about right? but then, then the whole point of the end of that movie was they balanced the force because darth vader the was yeah, the balance and it balanced it evenly. It made it actually even instead of the good side being, <laughs> being overall powerful mm. it was like why did you not see that coming get into a discussion about Star Wars lore. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the whole balance thing is kind of like a fucked up thing to be anyway because it's like surely you want it to not be the good, Yeah, it's the good guys you want it to be good. And it's yeah. like but you need to but they're always talking about you need to bring balance to the force obviously the shit goes all crazy. And it's like oh, so that means we're going to have to like tolerate a certain level of evil forever. And another thing I don't remember about Sith. Or can you be dark side but just not evil? Can you just maybe. have dark side force like powers but use them for good somehow? I, it, I bet that's the, the storyline. The dark side corrupts though, doesn't it? Is the whole idea. It's like you just yes. get corrupted by dark side power for but, some reason. I bet that's part of the storyline, like someone overcoming that shit. That's, that seems like a really shifting, of, predictable thing to do. I think maybe out of Star Wars, the one thing they could do with less of is just like the Force in the new film. That's something they could almost the, write out. Uh, you're sort of right. The Force, in a way, is one of the least interesting mechanics of those films. Like, well, it's, it's fine when it's just used for like fancy sword fighting and shoving things. Yeah. But, we, but when you actually have like the lore of it, and it's like with the Sith... They, it's like there's always two but what if you kill both of them at once because they're both dead now the Emperor and Darth Vader both died at the same time mm. so does it always have to be one to create the, level, the next one or is the, uh, the Sith just done Yoda's evil <laughs> fuck <laughs> I don't think they have to pair up I don't think they have to follow in sequence because like how dumb must they be in turn like over like generations like the, the 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 master is always betrayed by the apprentice once the apprentice gets a certain level of powerful because he's evil funnily enough so like no master ever thought I mean, managing this, this would be a nightmare because <laughs> everyone's just constantly trying to backstab everyone right yeah exactly how they managed to put together the death star <laughs> well that was the empire that wasn't really the sith so yeah, less force, I guess. Fuck, I don't know. This film is going to be retarded. Yeah. Always yeah. Say, as I say, I'm not as what this. All of this is like there doesn't seem to be much good coming out of our conversation. Well, so like, that's why I'm slightly worried about it. What we've basically determined from this conversation is there's no there's no room for maneuver. They've like, which is sort of why you had to get rid of all the extended universe stuff. Yeah. But even then, even with just the six main films left, there's still no room to maneuver because <laughs> they've drawn themselves to this nice conclusion. If you can call it a nice conclusion. It's a fairly nice conclusion. Everything blows up and the bad guys die. In a, in a forest with bears. But that's it. <laughs> that's true. The conclusion was fairly nice, I guess. Well, the redemption of Darth Vader was the key. Like, That's the key arc through the whole of the original trilogy, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. Darth Vader. Um, and that's all sorted and done. So, yeah, I don't know. 
and everyone's like, "Woo, we saved the, the galaxy!" Pretty much dead, and you know, good times. Are we going to see like some super old Jar Jar? Does he die? In... Yeah, what happens to Jar Jar? I'm trying to. I, I, remember... I don't. I don't think he died. No, he must. Well, he becomes like the fucking councillor for Naboo in the in the Parliament, and then don't yeah. they all get killed by the Empire? During, mm. b- between three and four, when uh, maybe when the Senate gets destroyed, I can't remember. The Senate still exists though in four, right? Because he it? talks about know. it, like he says, the the generates sympathy in the Senate. Like it's in the first like ten minutes of the film, right? He's he's worrying about what the Senate are going to think. So I think the Senate still exists in a kind of no power like kind of puppet kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, 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 no, that's right. And, um, and then Grand Moff Tarkin, the Peter Cushing character, like announces that the Senate is going to be dissolved. And that's at the start of four, right? Right. So maybe Jar Jar like survives until, until, until four. Maybe I should add, we should actually go back and watch these films. I don't know. It's been it's been too long for me to really remember any of this detail. Well, it's been too long to remember like very specific lines that refer to incredibly specific bits of lore. Yeah, I, I do remember most of the lines from the original trilogy. Yeah, exactly. As as I, I, I just demonstrated, re- I think I, I know someone who can recite the films like perfectly. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. yeah, it's a skill. I'll give it that, but. Mm. Who? So that was the Star Wars hour or something. Yeah, I don't. Jesus, we're we not even out of news yet. No, what other news you got? Anyone got any other news? Other yeah. news? Well, let's talk about things that are not going to exist any longer. There's two separate things. <laughs> okay. Thing, first Popularity thing, of Star Wars, number one. <laughs> first thing that's not going to exist any longer, apparently, is Capture the Flag and Pilot Hunter in Titanfall oh, and yeah. DC. Shit, yeah. That's just is that weird. good? That is. Well, they're, they're kind of weird game types as anyway. Like, yeah. Pilot Hunter is okay. I don't mind. Pilot Hunter is fine, but it's like... It removes, like... It's, like, it seems... If you've played the normal game of Titanfall, it seems weird to, like, remove the whole idea of the grunts and everything. Yeah, because the, like, <laughs> the grunts just become a distraction. Apart from, presumably, you still need to kill them to, like, get your Titan and stuff. Yeah, you can still use them to speed up your Titan, and you can still use them to get your Titan core abilities. Yeah, so it's just, um, like, that just seems weird to... But they do act as a distraction. You could be, like, killing a bunch of dudes, and, you know, a pilot will just come gank you. <laughs> when does that not happen all the time anyway? Yeah, exactly. That is Titanfall. But... <laughs> So, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I kind of see their logic that they are the weirder game types. Capture the flag in particular is a strange game type in Titanfall. Well, it's like the maps aren't symmetrical, and then you change sides I mean, halfway they, through. Yeah, I mean they can, they can be really interesting fights, is the thing. But the, it just feels weird the entire time. Like the balance of how those games work can shift so fast, and in a direction that one team is just totally unable to deal with, that. It's like, is it really a fair game type? Well, I heard some someone suggesting that, it, that maybe it's just more for population. Like, it's actually hard to find games in those game modes, so they might as well get rid of them and just move the population onto the other mm. game modes to buff it up a bit. More. I just play Variety Pack most of the time. Well, so, you were playing yeah. on the Xbox as well, so... Yeah. Where, where, the, where these <laughs> where things are. Where supposedly they aren't getting rid of them yet. Yeah. Or maybe at all. But then, but then, but then that's sort of one of the common complaints about Titanfall is its sort of lack of modes. Well, I mean, supposedly anyway. they're going to introduce something, some new modes in the expansion. So yeah, maybe they're just gonna get rid of the ones that the people don't like as much and have holding the new ones. It's sort of a problem, isn't it? Because the sort of the the nature of being on foot and in Titans and this whole 
duality, does that actually sort of screw up you being able to just replicate most of the game types that have ever been developed for these things? Like, like what, what other ones? Well, oh, yeah. well, COD has like the the Counter Strike style, like set the bomb style modes. If you want to, um, they have like these. Uh, one of the more interesting ones from some of the COD games was I think it's called Headquarters. Oh no, Headquarters is the King of the Hill thing. Yeah, there's ones where you have to capture a point, and then once you've captured that point, you have to defend that point. And one when you're in defending, you go into Counter Strike One Life mode. Right, and the other team only wrestles control away from you once all of your team is dead, or that they they recap the point, which is kind of interesting because it's and then it's like perhaps the the score is how long you had a point, and it's well, like that that's quite interesting. That wouldn't be difficult to do in Titanfall. <laughs> no, I guess not. But that one's one of the more possible ones. But <laughs> well, why the impossible ones? I don't know. <laughs> what are these other game modes? Even like planting a bomb, that wouldn't be difficult. Yeah, it's a question. I don't. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. No, you're probably right. I don't Payload. Know. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. Have your giant robot push a cart across the level. That would be actually kind of funny if you could only push the cart when you're in Titans. That would be quite interesting. Well, because then, then you'd be <laughs> fucked for a while, wouldn't you? Like, you'd have to just, everyone had to have to gang up anti-Titan style on the one that's pushing if you don't have any on your team. Yeah. But that, that could be kind of interesting. <laughs> So I'm sure well, you'd have to actually have someone pushing the car. You can't just have the well, thing yeah, move on its own either. It would actually be a physical action of like the giant robot would have to push the thing. Yeah, dedicate a Titan to do it. Oh, that'd be pretty tough, I reckon. Or you could also tighten it, but it would move slower. Oh, why, yeah, why would it have to move slower? I don't know. Leave your because that's auto Titan. That, otherwise, you've just got a free Titan. I guess yeah. <laughs> you've got an extra teammate rather than sacrificing one to the pushing. You have to give it a downside. You could use your. Yeah, well, it pushes at the same speed, but you could use your dash while pushing to go faster. <laughs> yeah, dash pushing, that'd be funny. I don't know. I think <laughs> so, t- yeah. Titanfall is sort of, well, you know, and, and as we've discussed in previous weeks, like uh, Titanfall suffers from a sort of a strange lack of draw that I, I can't really explain. It's, like, but it's partly because I think the unlock tree is, you know, you go through it and it's like, well, what else is there <laughs> to discover? And it's like the game is still good, but at the same time, there's nothing really clawing you back because there's such a unbelievable large, unbelievably large selection of guns that may all be mostly the same, but they are all slightly different at the same time in COD. That there's always stuff to do, there's stuff to try. Whereas Titanfall is Titanfall. Yeah, but when do you ever try stuff in COD? Really, <laughs> it's the same as Battlefield. Well, I'm, no, no, I'm sure we've said it before. You find a gun is the one that you like and work. But the thing with COD is there are just so many different. Yeah, okay, sure, okay. So you don't mix up your 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 main gun, say, but then you could still mix up the, all the um, the perks. Like, do you actually want gr- in, in well, Black, yeah. Black Ops is the best example. Of this is like, do you actually want grenades? Because you can trade them in for something else, well, like the, an extra attachment, or that's the thing that. That Titanfall doesn't have is like more perks. Yeah, it doesn't need more guns. I mean, one of each type of gun is fine because you just use whichever type of gun you're actually good at. And then the, you know, the kill, and then the kill streak stuff, which is essentially what the Titans are supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, do you take in the kill streaks that are easier to get so you can use them more often, or do you bank one of them as being a super hardcore uh, thing that you have to try and stay alive for to get? You know, just the if you're feeling confident. <laughs> It's like it's those balances that kind of keep you experimenting. Whereas in Titanfall, I feel like it's more 
well, this is how I like to play, therefore I'm going to pick this loadout. Or, or there's no choice. Whereas, like, why would you not always have electric spike? Because the, the other the options oh, on that slot are virtually useless. I don't know, I like the vortex. How do you get people off you? <laughs> I just jump out and shoot. That's so dangerous. Yeah. You just die all the time. As soon as people worked out how to, like, easily trap you with that manoeuvre. Using the depth hacks. Yeah. Because who uses grenades? That's another slot where it's like... Yeah, once you get depth packs, it's like... You, there's, there's no... I've been tempted to maybe just try mines just because it's passive. I can just, like, chuck them out as I'm running along and just hope that something happens. Yeah. That, that, that's, about it. that is actually quite nice. I've done that before. Just, like, just put mines on and just go, ah, oh, chuck them on here, I'll chuck one there, and occasionally something will come. It's like, I'm hitting someone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I don't like to have to think about extra things. Yeah. So anyway, Titanfall. So they're, that trying, is, they're trying to mix stuff up. That's things that are not going to exist in Titanfall. And now the other thing that's not going to exist any longer is GameSpy. Oh, yeah. So a whole bunch of shit is getting fucked. <laughs> Shit's getting fucked, yo. But, or basically... The, that like, Halo's okay, apparently. Well, maybe. They're trying to like, work with out, modders like, and whatever yeah. to make a community patch for it to fix Halo. But EA are basically saying, oh, fuck it, then we're just going to shut down all the... All the we're not even going to bother. It's like anything that ran on GameSpy is not going to work any longer. I thought EA had previously said they were going to support some stuff. Yeah, like, that's did. the reason why Battlefield... <laughs> that's basically what they said like several months before this like, happened. Isn't that why Battlefield 2 is still going to be up? Because they knew this was coming and were just like, well, yeah, we're just going to keep it running. And... Yeah. No, I think Battlefield 2 is good. Well, basically everything up to 2142, and that includes Battlefield 2, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically all of that shit. I'm not sure whether... I didn't look at the list specifically. It was just like everything... It just had a list of Battlefield, and it was like 1942 at the bottom and 2142 at the top. I didn't read the middle to see if 2 was on there. Yeah, because they, speci- <laughs> they specifically said they were going to keep 2 alive. Yeah. Um, well, what, so does that mean 2142 is dead? Is that dead? Jeez, that's bad. 2142 is the best one. Yeah, exactly. Even above three and four. In my eyes. Yep, really. And then all the other shit that runs on Gateway that the EA have, which is actually a fucking ridiculous list. There was like twenty-five or thirty games on that list. I mean, there are there are, there are other companies that are you know well, yeah, obviously. that are obviously doing stuff like Gearbox have said they'll support Borderlands One, I think. <laughs> And did they try and remove GameSpy from that at some point? Yeah, because they, they when they released Borderlands Two and they were like, "Our system is now actually we've actually worked out how to do this, so we can try and get GameSpy out of Borderlands One." I was just going to try and see if I could look up the uh, at least fifty games going offline. Yep. Oh, there's a picture of a Titan. Yep, that's a uh, from Trey One Forty Two. Not uh, well, that's definitely good. Star Wars Battlefront is dying. Red Alert uh, 3. Oh, Battlefield 2 is on the list. Yeah, uh, there you go. So they they lied to us. Yep, that's what I suspected. Oh, fuck you, EA. Come on, CNC 3, CNC Generals, <laughs> Red Alert, Crisis, Crisis Wars. Crisis Wars is the interesting one because that's the multiplayer-focused Crisis game. Uh, Crisis 2, Medal of Honor. Well, you know, not that anyone I really think really plays those, so no. that's no great loss. Um, Medal of Honor, Neverwinter Nights. Uh, Battlefront 2. Let's get the full list. Yeah, let's get the full list. Hear me click. To so see all the games that we don't actually get around. World Series of Yahtzee. <laughs> Case in point. Oh, bullet uh, stalls for PlayStation 3. That's weird. Oh, uh, the modern combat game for PlayStation 2. I didn't even think that was a, would be alive anyway, because that was, that was the shitty one I got on 360. Do you remember? The weird Battlefield game. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, Bulletstorm's a shame. Yeah, it's weird. Because the Bulletstorm co-op stuff was pretty cool. That's really recent. Yeah. Uh, lots of FIFAs. On DS. On DS, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was surprised GamesFi even on worked the on DS. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the, how would that even happen? Uh, the Need for Speed games prior to the, the most recent Hot Pursuit remake. Skate 2 for Nintendo DS, lols. <laughs> Spore for DS. Spore creatures. DS is fucked, aren't <laughs> basically. Uh, My Sims, Master of Orion 3, that was quite popular. Yeah. I think it's still popular. So basically, a lot of shit is getting fucked, as yeah. I said. So that's a big old list. Scrabble. Oh, nice. You can't play Scrabble on your iPhone anymore. Ever. In any way. SimCity Social is dying. Thank God. Yeah, that's no great loss. Uh, mobile versions of Rock Band are dying. I didn't even know that existed. Mm. Tiger I remember Wings. that. That was quite weird. Uh, mobile Rock Band. It's like a DS rock band, I'm sure. Uh, there was yeah. a um, there was that rock band unplugged on PSP. Oh right, yeah. Which is not on this list. Uh, stuff that was already stuff that has already been shut. Oh, Battlefield Two Modern Combat on Xbox was already shut down. Like, I, I would be, I was, I was very surprised if that was still running. Uh, oh, wait, so the second half of this list is the much longer list of everything that's already fast. Stuff that's already gone. Yeah, <laughs> Burnout Three is gone. Oh. Uh, Burnout Dominator Burnout Revenge is gone Connect 4 for Palm what the fuck does that even mean for, for Palm Pilot <laughs> uh, the Fight Night games are dying pretty much all of them uh, Face Breaker oh. <laughs> that classic so, yeah. swelling around the left eye Yeah, shit ton of FIFA games Lord of the Rings games Madden Love Madden well, those, these are all ones that have shut down, yeah. so it's not actually surprising. No. <laughs> all, the, all the old Raddens. Yahtzee for Palm Pilots. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So that's a pretty Gaze-wise hefty fun. list, yeah. And, and that's just EA, though. That's yeah. the scary thing. Maybe click some more. And in, in, like, not entirely related, but just a thought that I had related when this news came up, Rob suggested that something for, that we could a future make a video of he yeah. randomly has Viva PMLT on PC yeah and that's going for Windows Live presumably uh-huh. so will that even work any longer <laughs> shit had I, had, should I just install that, in that well some games for Windows Live stuff still lets you uh, you know register the key and stuff I think like some of the registration service stuff is still up right um, but just the, the service in general, like the, the store part of Games for Windows Live is definitely dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Shit made me fuck there. I better, yeah. I better, I better just install like, that. Did, we, did we miss our opportunity to make a video of yeah. the other? Oh, oh, we're going to have to try and figure out how to rig the Xbox version 3. It still worked last time I tried Dirt 3, I'm sure. I'm sure I logged yeah, in. Reddit compiles the terrifying list of games affected. Good for Reddit. Try and look at the whole list now. Yep. Status unknown. Oh, that's not. That's not. That's, not, that's, 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 a that's actually list. a shorter yeah. list. <laughs> These games never used Game Spy, so Quake is okay. Anything ID Sibs are okay. Listen, this <laughs> is a more list. list. Every Let's game, list that's, every game that's ever happened. Anything that doesn't have multiplayer, you're good. Okay. <laughs> so that's right. the end of that. And yeah, that's okay. the end of these. Is it? Damn. It is, indeed, the end of news.
It's time for what you've been playing. Somebody has a new console, right? The Wii U for a while. Well, you we, we talked, talked about, about it last that. time. <laughs> but have you been, have you been enjoying it for the past couple of weeks? Is the question? Yeah, not very much. Have you had not a chance to break much. it out? Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely been playing it because I, I I finished Lego City Underground. Yeah. Undercover, not underground. <laughs> um, I finished the main story bit of that anyway. Yeah. It's like that game has its moments where there's surprisingly more. Well, it's surprisingly more competent, I think, than you sort of expect from a Lego game. There, there's the odd sequence where it's just like, okay, that was actually pretty cool what you did there. Um, cool. It sort of catches you off guard. It's like, that was surprisingly dramatic. But the writing is uh, overall, I think, a little... Uh, what's the... I don't know. Would you, would you call it top-heavy or if it's at the start? Um, or is it top at the end? Take it from the top, I suppose, is the start. So top-heavy. Let's call it top-heavy writing. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> It's like a lot of the, the, the funnier stuff or a lot of the better stuff seems to be at the start of the game. There's the odd front moment loaded, towards the end. As they say. Yeah, front loaded. There we go. That's a good one. Um, it's not really that good, but it's a bit better, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like towards the end, you are kind of sort of thinking, all right, okay, I see what you're doing now. Or maybe that's it. Maybe the writing is just as good, but you're sort of used to what they're doing. Yep. Um. So with that in mind, it's like the actual length of the... By the time I reached to the end of the story, uh, it was a good place. It was a good time for them to stop. Uh, it didn't... It hadn't yet outstayed its welcome, but it wouldn't have been far from that. Um, right. So it's oh, a good length. Sounds... Yeah. Yeah, so it's a good length. Um, with me faffing about in the world and stuff, by the time I reached the end of the game, my clock was at 25 hours. So that's that's not bad. Wow. Pretty damn good for a um, modern and, game, let alone a kid's game. Yeah, but my completion rate is still 40%. So <laughs> there's so Way much stuff off. left to do in the world. Because it's an entire game based around collecting shit, and there's, like, shit yeah. everywhere. It's just, as I said before, it's an enormous treasure hunt. Just go in the world and do stuff. But the weird thing is I'm still missing an ability. But like I've got to the mm. end of the game, and there's one thing I know that I can't do yet. Do you know what it just, is? Well, you, Kinda. It involves orange handles. That's all I know. I can't do okay. stuff with the orange handles in the world. Um, right. Which the game occasionally highlights. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with those. Like whether I need to get... Well, no, I was about to say, maybe I need to get a truck and like hook something up to them so I can pull them off. But it's like, no, I can't do that because some of those are in the levels where you don't have a truck. Right. Yeah. Or the ability to get a truck. It's like, so I don't know. Um I haven't really played it since I finished the story, though. It's like I think, as I say, by that point, my interest was starting to to dip because you are, as I explained before, sort of doing the same thing all the time, mm -hmm. and presumably, you know, there, there there has to come a point where that's no longer interesting. And I think I'm there. You've reached but, it. <laughs> yeah. But, but after twenty five hours, it took me a while to get there. Yeah, it took yeah, me a while to get exactly. there. And I had a good and I had a good time of it. And you know, I'm sure that if I went get if I went back into it, it's it's always kind of hard to stop playing that game. Like because you just keep finding stuff, or there's somewhere something you know you need to do, so you go do it, and it's it just keeps going. It sounds like an ideal. That, that's the thing about open world games. I find when they're yeah. when they're well made, there's always something else to go and do. But then there's the whole. I don't know. Getting started with that game, as I mentioned before, is such a pain because of the loading pauses that it's like puts you off wanting to start that thing up sometimes because it's just like, nah, mm. I'm go I am going to have to wait a while before I even get to do anything. So let's play Mario instead. 
<laughs> Which is what I've also been playing. Speak- I played I played a bit more New Super Mario U. And how are you finding it now? I know you're enjoying it. I still am, but I'm sort of realizing that I think I kind of suck at Mario. Right? Like, yeah, two D like Mario. Pretty badly. <laughs> it's quite. It's quite hard. Yeah, Mario was always kind of hard. Like if you were trying to do the more difficult levels in in the old ones, especially like the I mean, lost I, levels or whatever. And I mean, I've only done like <laughs> three of the worlds, but a couple of the levels in them are just so such evil designs like there's just places where it's just like how was how am i supposed to do this without getting hurt or and fudging my way through it in some way and it's, well, it's just there's some really tricky bits i just don't think those modern the modern side scoring mary games has have as good controls as they should it just feels too squidgy it's like there's something weird about the movement where it's just all spongy and like you don't feel precise there's, there's a sort of momentum to, well, yeah. to mario that's kind of always been there but yeah you're right it feels a little less less precise a bit more i think it's because the game's pace is slightly slower than what it used to be yeah um and that perhaps has the result of it feeling a bit damp and also now that they there's just too there's too much like well there's too much it's like now that you can wall jump it's too easy to like accidentally wall jump yeah that, <laughs> that, that has caught me out that, that both catches me out and saves me on a regular basis yeah like it shouldn't it shouldn't save you. It's like if you fall in a hole, you should fucking die. You shouldn't just casually wall jump your way out of it. <laughs> it's true. That does mean that there's somewhere, you know, when there's a hole in that game, it tends to be a really big hole or there's a ledge you can't jump. Like they've made it so there's a... L shape, basically. Yeah, so you yeah, can't yeah. wall jump your way back out. Back onto it, yeah. So perhaps some of the craft isn't as strong in the level design as, you know, as the original Mario's in that respect. Yeah. Um... But every level is different in some way. They don't rest on their laurels on any particular idea for like more than a level, pretty much. And it's in that respect that means every new level is always going to be something different. And some of those, and that doesn't always work. There are some levels where the gimmick is just crap. <laughs> um, I there's one level in particular that I sort of hate a lot, which is there's one level in the ice world where there's it makes you stand on rotating stars, but okay. there's something about, there's a lack of physics to them that's kind of annoying. Like, like if you jump on a star, like you're moving from left to right in classic fashion, you jump on a star and you land as close to the middle as you can. But imagine the point, one of the points of the star is directly in the middle. Yeah. Now, me being used to physics in games, thinks that well, okay, if I land on that with some speed, the momentum of me landing on it is going to sort of push it in the direction that I was traveling. Like, even if I land to the left a bit, there's going to be a sort of momentum effect to kind of push it to the right somewhat, um, spin it clockwise. But no, right. none of that applies. If you land on the left, the thing is going to spin to the left. If you land on the right, it's going to spin to the right. And because it's a star shape, that means actually keeping footing on it is a bit of a shit, really. It's pretty hard. Right. And that was just like, no, okay, this is this is feel my success and this is feeling a little bit more like luck that I'm landing on it at the right times and stuff, then actually, you know, it's not luck, but it sort of feels like that um, because of the way that star just happened to rotate. And it's like, yeah, there are those bits I really dislike. Um, but for the most part, it's good. Level the penguins was cool in theory until you realize some of the design is just freaking evil. 
Like, oh, I need to jump up there, but there's a sliding penguin that will appear the moment I have an opening to jump. It's like, crap, how am I supposed to do this? And how are you supposed to do this? I don't know, but I just got hurt, carried on. <laughs> just make sure I'm mushroomed up by that point. Oh, I see. You just have to blast your way through it, basically. Yeah. And there are some levels, like, say, if you have the squirrel suit, you can just sort of cheap your way through. That's how I did the star level. It's another <laughs> cheat it. It's another example of there being too much, too many new skills and stuff. Where it's like you're giving the, you're basically the. I that was sort of true of some of Mario Three with the. Like, yeah, I guess it has suit. sort yeah. of happened before, but it's like you're giving the player skills that completely negate the platforming. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I haven't really decided worked out why there needs to be the ice flower. Like the fire flower is fine, surely. Like actually freezing stuff. Isn't all that useful? Well, it's or, like you, or it hasn't been enforced yet. It's like you do a second attack, I guess. Yeah. But you might as well just kill them with the fire flower. Yeah, exactly. Apart from the things you can't kill, of course, like dry bones. Dry bones, yeah, you need the ice flower for. Fire flower won't work on that. And there's been one, one of the... Uh, while we're staying on the negative front, one of the bosses has been pretty dodgy thus far. Like, you know, most bosses in a Mario game is, oh, okay, he's not doing some kind of attack that involves him becoming... Like going into his shell, so he's spiky Cooper. Um, so his head is exposed, therefore I can jump on him, right? Right? And there's one boss where some of the time with his head exposed, you can hit him. And some of the time with his head exposed, you can't hit him. And I couldn't figure out what those times were, really. And just sort of. Man, that's quite bad if it doesn't. Yeah. Because usually there's, a flag post that, that stuff or whatever. You know, it's just this... that stuff really obviously. This one in particular was just kind of crap. And it was kind of annoying. It would have been a fine boss if it just wasn't for that. And it just it was frustrating. Especially seeing that like when you die on a boss, you don't just spawn right in front of the boss. You spawn at the halfway point through the, the castle level beforehand. And in this particular case, that was a bit of a slog. Mm. So, yeah, watch out for that. <laughs> <laughs> watch out for some non-specific boss that has some... Yeah. Halfway through. Guess which one? <laughs> okay, no, it's, it's the boss of the sand world. So yeah, cool. Okay, I didn't like that one. But it's it's otherwise it's a well made package, and it's like it's, it's keeping me going for long because of the difficulty. Actually, it's probably keeping me longer for keeping me going for long more than I expected. You know, for long words, words, things. Yeah, good things and opinions. Okay, good. Nintendo. Yeah, good. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it has got Are a challenge you... mode that I haven't really dived much into yet. Like, about like time trial, certain levels, get through this fast, or collect a certain number of coins on a certain number of conditions. And some of those challenges are specifically made rather than be, just being bits of levels. Right, um, yeah. So there is, there is more stuff there. And some of it I think you can only do in multiplayer because one player needs to be on the pad doing the boost mode, which is creating the platforms. And one player needs to be using a, a Wiimote to actually guide a character through it. So there's there's some there's there's some forced multiplayer challenges there as well, which might be cool to try at some point. Are you gonna do that with Zeg or no no more? Whoever okay. wants to. <laughs> which is the biggest challenge so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so there's that. I mean I don't really know how what else to say really. It's just it's you know, it's a Mario game. It's like you know, in in, in a way got, um, like that. 
that sort of presentation style does sort of you know get a little old and a little cheap feeling because it's it's cool and it's not really cheap at the same time but it's i don't know i think we expect a little more sometimes than just a, a tile set that's very yep that's very hd very professionally done yeah yeah there's no there's nothing really wrong with it it's just that it doesn't necessarily feel like the sort of thing that should be a, a full priced game well, speaking of, uh, you know, a bit more slick Mario graphics, have you got plans for uh, the uh, um, Mario Kart? You think you're getting that? I do. I have good. it pre-ordered <laughs> because Sweet. I I kind of like the cut of its jib. It's, it looks freaking it, it awesome. Looks, do you see Eurogamer look, gave it 10 out of 10? Well, they're, they're wrong, but okay. Mainly because sure the, wrong. the stuff about <laughs> battle mode is kind of shitty. If you've heard anything right. about that. I mean, Battle Mode is quite fun with the Well, right, they no longer have arenas, right. right? Is that right? Yeah, that's what you just play on the tracks, and that's a terrible idea. Right. No, ba- yeah. Battle Mode needs arenas. It's, it's like, it's like Wipeout. What was the dumb Wipeout fight mode? Where oh, you yeah. On the tracks? In, in Fusion. Um, no, it wasn't sure, it was no, Wipeout it Fury. It must have sorry. been more, more games than that, yeah. In Fury, there was a dumb mode where half the half the competitors are going the wrong way around the track, and it's oh right, <laughs> you have to shoot each other, and it's like last person Elimination, standing style, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah. so it doesn't really matter about the race; you're just killing everyone. Uh, yeah, so it's a bit like yeah, that, exactly. and that's never really great because it just ends up with a surely you end up with like a that one when it's one on one, like oh, I just need to find each other. And then have a stupid fight yeah. around a stupid part of the course without. I don't know. I think it's a really dumb idea. Like, why? Why not just make a readers like you always have done? I guess they just didn't want to spend time making the environments. Like, maybe they just didn't care about that game mode. Or maybe it's then perhaps experimenting with upcoming DLC. Do you think? Maybe. Do you think they'll add arenas in? I think that's they're seems... dipping their toes in That'll this water, cool. aren't they? Like. That's true, DLC they are. Thing. I mean, apparently in Mario Kart 8, you can, like, upload your replays to YouTube. I mean, you what? Can, yes. That's not That's not very yeah, Nintendo. The, the online stuff is apparently pretty competent. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> success. But the only thing, I guess, you know, exactly. biggest criticism is obviously it's still Mario Kart and they haven't really done enough to change the formula. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad game, but it's a game that we've you know exactly what you're going to be getting into. Which is sometimes what you need, but I, it's probably not going to excite you in the same way as like if they were mixing things up. The empty grab doesn't. Yeah, really it's hard to mix up Mario Kart, though, isn't it? I, yeah, I don't know what they have. There's a few more. Uh, well, it's like, like the, three D- or the four DS more newer. Uh, well, they just add more things to do, like you know the DS's challenge yeah. mode stuff. Like, why is that not not there still? And you know, mm, that's uh, true. As I mentioned yeah, before, content, game, I guess. Yeah, as I mentioned before, games like Sonic Racing Transformed have shown that you can do more than just the base racing mm. with actually not that much effort. I don't think you can you can do stuff, and they're not. So no, I wonder still, how long that game will. I wonder how long that's going to hold my interest for. Is my worry. I guess we'll find out. Um. Actually, I think it's a fairly it's not, safe it's not, pre-order. It's not exactly a bad deal, given that I'll get another game 
as part of that club yeah, exactly. deal. So. Exactly. And it'll be a good one if people come over. It always is. It's a, kind of the classic, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah, for main racing. But I know people who like the battle mode. Yeah. And it's like, oh, can't do that then, can we? Yeah. Well, at least, and that's the other thing, I suppose, is that the, the four-player multiplayer does at least seem to support, like, the the full number of races on track as well. So, it's like, Ed, you know how some games do where you go past a certain threshold and for some reason the game decides, no, no more AI for you. It's like, from what I've seen, yeah, that doesn't exactly. happen. So, you know, it's always a full roster, which is fine. That's good. Cool. That's good. I guess we'll get well, your... Uh, so when is that, that released? Yeah. When, uh, when will that arrive? 30th of May, so a couple of weeks from now. Oh, right. Oh, so I might have played okay. it a little bit by the next podcast. Cool. Awesome. I played Mario Kart 64 on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that game has aged. So. <laughs> yeah, that game has aged quite a bit. It was quite hard to see what was going on. <laughs> it sort of, it sort like, of feels weird now, doesn't it? Like Just control-wise, yeah. it feels odd. Yeah, it's a little bit strange. I was kind of bouncing off the corners. It's because they set it straight to 150cc, and it was on a uh, a level where you could like fall off one side of the track onto the other. Um, oh yeah, yeah, which was kind of you know the one. And yeah, you um, need to ease into yeah, that one cool. if you haven't played it for a while. Exactly, that was the problem. They were like, "No, go straight onto 150cc." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> it's got so, one of the yeah. best versions of battle, though. Or one of yeah, my favorite does, versions yeah. of battle. Just because like the stage designs are quite simple. And... Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they couldn't do that much because it's quite hard to render like four screens worth of stuff on yes, the 64. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, you know, the yeah, arenas weren't massive, kind of... so the fights were always quite, quite good. You know, you didn't really struggle yeah, to find exactly. each other. Mm. But I just played the racing. Uh, but it was at like... Um, uh, GitHub had like a bunch of um, old games, you know, with all the controllers and everything all set up at this. Because uh, I went to this conference uh, in Oxford, uh, jQuery UK, and they had a bunch of um, bunch of people there sh- giving out swag and stuff. But GitHub instead were like, "Come and play classic games and shit, and we'll have a tournament or whatever." And they were like, "That's cool." So, yeah, it was kind of fun. I'm not sure what I got some swag, promotes, but I didn't get cool. too much. Yeah, I don't know what it promotes, but GitHub are a company, so. Uh, mm. But um, I got some Internet Explorer swag for some reason. Great. <laughs> there were a bunch of Microsoft dudes like promoting modern IE. What did I get? I got like a like a moleskin with IE on it, and like a bunch of stickers, and like uh, glasses, like microfiber cloth thing for some reason that's branded with with Microsoft and IE and stuff for some reason. Mm. Oh, that was quite weird. Anyway, yes. Cool. Uh, you been playing anything else? Um, Alistair's going to remind me of something. Not really. I mean, I played some more, quite a bit more PVZ, but nothing really to add there. Well, things um, we haven't cool. been playing, as is the classic topic. <laughs> we haven't been playing Guild Wars because nothing's happening there. No. May 20th yep. is the next patch. Well, they're launching in China is the thing that's coming up, apparently. Oh, okay. Which I was I was thinking about that, and, like, most MMOs have to have released, like, special versions for China because of all their weird laws and shit. Yeah, and it's, like, segregated servers. Yeah, and so, and so I was wondering about that in the Guild Wars version because they are technically segregated servers, but because of the overflow and now the mega server system, you can just get in with anyone. And I presume that won't be the case for the Chinese ones still. I'd have uh, it, must, yeah. it must be. A you probably won't be able to get network. into it. 
Yeah, I expect it will be. I mean, I didn't even realise until... Suddenly Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I didn't know until the other day that, that I thought EVE was all on one server, but no, but there's a Chinese server. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on one server, but there's two servers. Oh, it's on one cluster, you mean, but there's two, like, separate well, I, threads. Actually, so. I don't know if it is actually two separate, completely separate servers, but it's, they always say... It's, oh, I don't know, actually. If it's Chinese, yeah, Chinese rules might mean you have to have your data center in China. Possibly. But, yeah, it is actually... I think it's completely separate. Things, yeah. Because apparently they had a battle in the Chinese one the other day that was bigger than the freaking giant Western one. Oh, yeah, geez. well, sort of. It was sort of supposedly. It was sort of a, like depending on what metric you were using, bigger in that kind of way. Right. Where it's like they destroyed more stuff, but not necessarily more people were there at the same time, or sometimes more people were there, but it lasted longer. Okay, that mm. sort of thing. Weird, yeah. but it was another big fight. Fight still happened. <laughs> yep. I haven't been playing Eve. <laughs> oh, well, I logged in a couple of times, naturally. I did actually play some time. Are you on that time, that, that monument it. thing, by the way? Sorry. I fear I am. Do you need to find your place on that? Built. On your No, it is built, right? I don't think they've finished with it yet. Cause it's like, I, it's good. I heard it's been built and then somebody came up and like scratched one of the names out and then they got like caught what? by the police and shit. Like I don't want my name to be on this shit. There must be quite a specific scratch, presumably. I don't know how much space yeah, was. each name takes up. It was a specific scratch. I don't know what the deal was, but anyway, they got lifetime like, bands. Would it, have been, would, would it have been such a small scratch that it could have been an accident? Was it like, no, oh, no, my, no. Cause my keys were it sticking was, out of my pocket and it scratched the name. No, I, I saw the photo. It, it was clearly scratched multiple times over one name to try and scratch it out, which was really weird. Really and weird thing to like found those who defaced the Eve monument and uh, has banned them from the game for life. How would you even work that out? I mean, really? Presumably they caught the guy and was yes. like, what's your Eve handle? Uh, well, the real, question, the real question is, how on earth did they happen to catch that guy? It's Iceland, yeah. for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, no true. one there. Maybe they had CCTV on the thing or something. It's like he could have come back at night and literally no one would have been there probably. Yeah, that's true. weird. Okay. Oh look, there's a screenshot of some of the names. Oh Jesus Christ, are they not even in alphabetical order. Well, fuck. Yeah, no, no, there's a name. special. No, there's a special service for how for there's a special web page to find your name. Because I looked into it, so you Holy you have shorty. to like. It tells you what, where you are in the monument. That's a great name. <laughs> Well, it might be King Vin Wolfenstein because there's no separation between the names. <laughs> the dark. I assume that's attached dark to someone. Mistress, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's like the names aren't separated by punctuation or anything, so it's like they just run right. into each other. Yeah, that doesn't help at all. Monkey arms. <laughs> so or anyway, monkey arms you... gurney. <laughs> should be able Although to find your name though. Gurney Atreides might be a, 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 a what do you call it? A yeah. Dune reference, of course. Yeah, probably. Well, if it has a trophies in it, I'm fairly sure it's a dude reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what What was your name again? Your screen name? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that would be on the live why on not? the podcast. Yeah, why he's got not? a thing about it. I don't Do know why. It's it. been It's been on on one of our videos. You can go read it from there. It's been on one of our videos in very small text. That was the only reason I didn't make you edit it out <laughs> until I zoomed it in. Yeah, you bastard. Why wouldn't you <laughs> want people to know that? That's really weird. Because it's, okay. it's, it's, it's Eve. You can't yeah. expose your actual in-game People knowledge. People talk you and all that crap, apparently. I don't believe yeah, it, I, but, you know, whatever. 
No, that's why there's no videos of Eve really on the internet, even though Eve has built-in streaming. Hmm. I was tempted of trying that out because I wanted to see what it would actually stream. Because if it just streams the whole game, then it's no wonder no one uses it. It's like if it had like the Xbox, if it had like built-in censoring for certain things, that would be awesome, and then everyone would stream Eve. So, what's the valuable information that you don't want to give out to people? Your well, name, like, right, Matt? Well, yeah, obviously. And then, then, like, the reason people wouldn't stream in Eve is because of all the like, just like what system you're in, how many people are in local, all this kind of tactical information that you could, if you were in any kind of serious fleet or whatever. That's the main. Right. It's like even if you're like in the factional warfare, which is like the semi-organized PvP that's open to everyone. It's like that ha- had a constant problem of spies, basically, because you just have another character that was in the other faction's faction warfare team, and we're just sitting there chat channel. So you could never announce like what system you were going to organize your fleet in in the chat channel, which was specifically for organizing your fleet, because then the other team would know, because then definitely they had spies. <laughs> and for that reason, that's why no one streams Eve, because someone will look at it and find out <laughs> all the pertinent information about everything ever. So yeah, if Fair it enough. had some kind of auto censoring, like but you're not in any of these factions or anything, are you? I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm not. I couldn't be a valuable target because <laughs> I am like a hella old character with money. <laughs> yeah, but There's reason what would to be afraid. Men- mentioning? <laughs> but what would mentioning your name on a podcast like? Couldn't they just find you in the game regardless? Like, well, I don't well, it's, get it it's at all. It's linking like actual names to places and that kind of stuff, isn't it? It's like it's not just finding my in-game name from my other game names. I guess it's basically it's lowering the bar of effort. I suppose is what I'm saying. Go watch the video. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. At least that will get some more views. Mysterious. If, if I'm going to sacrifice myself, it will be for a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> for the good of the salad. Yeah. But why is it going to make it easier for someone to kill you if they know you're Zeg and that you're good at TF2? Well, because in that video, it like, very clearly shows what system I mean. <laughs> yeah, okay, but that's different to that. That Okay, I get it, the video part. But I don't get them mentioning it here on the podcast part. Yeah, but like, when do you fly in a, well, because if you in a have... way that makes you vulnerable? <laughs> well, to ganks. Yeah, I guess, but you're not losing a great deal. It depends what I was flying. <laughs> but if you have your in-game name, you can use the locator agents to find out what system they're in. So even then, even just the name is enough to find out what system you're in at the moment. So you're worried some, one of our listeners is going to go... Oh, Zeg Dave is X. Let's, let's about look him up and let's go and gank him. Yeah. <laughs> well, who else is going to care? Who else is going to hear it if not one of our listeners? <laughs> it's not. It's not for like. It's not. I'm not concerned about people like right now. It's like, what if something happened in the future and I got into something in Eve, like ah. EVP or something? You can't leave a trail. That's the whole. That's why they do back, back, like background checks on everyone in Eve, apart from to find spies. Obviously, you don't want to leave yourself exposed. Do they do actual background checks? How would they do a yeah. check on you? Like they if you wanted do to join background checks, if you're going to join a guild, how would they work out that you hadn't the weren't a spy or whatever? Well, it depends how serious they were. Yeah, presumably, you'd have to submit yourself to a 
a CRV. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's not like official, but like I mean, they obviously Eve has the in-game where you give them your API key that give, has like everything, like all your skills and like what your all your alt characters, so they can check that you're not running an alt spy or whatever. Mm. All that kind of stuff, all that in-game information can be exposed using that key system. But then, but then surely that they, they can't find out if you have multiple accounts. Well, that's where the actual real background checks start to come in for the really serious. How shit. do you do that? Well, you just have to get real-life information. What? So they social hack CCP customer service? No, they they do it by actually asking you. <laughs> Okay. submit information. But then surely that in itself is a flawed concept. Well, you yeah, just, you can't you know, be 100% secure in everything. Just lie. <laughs> you just lie. You're having to work within the limits of the game at some point, even if it's outside of the game in the game. <laughs> Where you're asking people about real shit. Just like, do, do you have any alter, uh, other, other accounts that you just do? <laughs> they could probably... I, I guess there might be a way do to find have, out through like the files on your computer. Like the login, the Maybe. portraits of the login. What, they're going to hack into your PC and like not find all your cookies? Not hacking, like you give them it. You take a screenshot of the folder or whatever. That's not even 100% secure. I don't fucking know. No, <laughs> apparently you don't. how secure everything can be, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I still don't understand why you can't say your character name. That's Especially when it's like literally chiseled into a monument on, in Iceland. <laughs> in fuck's sake. Yeah, that, 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 as if, I don't think it's the monument in Iceland is going to be that much of a spy tool. It's, it's like, oh, we've just... got access to every character name in the game ever. Someone's just gonna get yeah, someone's just gonna go to the monument and go, right, just like Let's just start like, typing these names. No no no, they, yeah, they just they blindfold out. themselves, walk up to the monument and go, ah that one. <laughs> and then it's like, right, this is the guy we're gonna go after. And then like just conveniently it's his mate or something. Like, yeah, that's me. Oh, oh alright. I've known you this long, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> I think that might have been fairly unlikely. <laughs> the whole concept. So anyway. What were we talking about about games what, we haven't been playing? What have you been playing, Zeg? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I yield. I guess there wasn't anything that Rob played, was what we were trying to determine. Other than what I took. There was some Team Fortress, but then, you know, there's never anything to talk about in Team Fortress. No. And there may have been more Borderlands 2 in the last two weeks, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, well, Yep, not much to talk about there either. Irregardless. Uh, I didn't play any Titanfall this two weeks. What did you play, man? It was like I... (laughs) I kept on my plan of not playing things that I think I wanted to play, maybe. (laughs) Your plan of not playing things you wanted to play, maybe? (laughs) I just don't know. I'm still in the process of getting through the not knowing what I wanted to play phase. Oh, yeah. I've I've been going through one of those, actually, recently. Sort of like in the in the mo- in the lull of like finishing Lego City and sort of Mario is one of those games that's good in short bursts. Yeah, it's like I haven't got a big game on the go at the moment. It's like well, what do <laughs> I really want to do? Apart from all the things that you've never finished, well, I suppose I've been playing Trials. We didn't Mario talk about that, but you know, I'm up to the hard stuff in Trials. Yeah, it's fucking hard. So in the phase of not knowing what what I wanted to play, there was I for the first week there was the continuation of playing Skyrim. That kind of dropped off suddenly yep. at some point. Because you're like, why. oh, I remember. It's Skyrim. I get it. No, it wasn't really. I just stopped playing it. I think it was 
I think the first the first week was I sent my I sent my 3DS in for repair because hey. the warranty was about to expire, and I was like, last possible moment, send it in to get the speaker fixed. And did they? Yeah, and they did, and they also extended the warranty again. Success. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Or at least I think that's what that letter implied. I didn't actually read it. I was just like, that, I looked at it and it was like, that looks like the same letter close. Because <laughs> I've had that same letter before. And that was like, I sent that. The weird thing was when I sent it in for repair, I sent it back to the repair place in the box that they sent it to me before with the letter they sent to me before. That with I basically highlighted the bit where it said we extended your warranty from a year to this date of the letter. Okay, yeah. Good idea. <laughs> so I sent, I basically sent them the same, the same DS in the same box with the same letter. And I was like, I hope they figure out that this is actually something different and not just like a postage error. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. They did, apparently. Did you ring ahead to say that this was happening? Because presumably they all they do is well, look yeah, up the number and go, all right, this is what's yeah, happening. Yeah, you send it, you know, you make a request and then they arrange the postage or whatever. Mm. And it was just because I still had the old box. I was just like, well, this is a box specifically designed for Sega like, 3DS. Yeah, I did that with my 360 a couple of times. I had the box from when it returned. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right, I'll just send it back in that then. That's convenient. And I thought I'd have to find bubble wrap because I was like, well, I want to add an extra layer of padding. But when I actually opened the box, it had the bubble wrap that was in from there last time. Bonus. <laughs> I was like, well, double that's specific. Take out all the crap that was in there, like the screen protectors and shit that I never put on. Mm-hmm. And of course, now they sent me another pair of screen protectors that I never put on. Excellent. Although I think... Could you eBay them? <laughs> for like 2p. Yeah. <laughs> They're official Nintendo screen they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until they have to see them. No. <laughs> they don't have anything on them. They're just clear. As you would hope. <laughs> yeah. Covered in logos to say, this is an official screen protector. You didn't want to see your screen, did you? But it's official. I think the nicest thing about that repair process, apart from extending the warranty again, was like my DS got cleaned. <laughs> All the dust and shit that was... Well, not re- I guess it was only dust. All the dust that was on the screens got wiped off. And I was like, oh man, I opened it up and I was like, wow, these screens are so clean. That is nice. Because presumably it builds up in the corners. Yeah. Well, they didn't quite get... It already is on my Wii U pad, actually. They didn't quite get all the way into the corners with their cleaning, but they did a pretty good job. Mm. And the nice thing about when... the, The other thing that I really forget about the 3DS is like, you should keep the screens clean because it makes the 3D work better. Yeah, that makes it's like sense. It's easier to focus on the 3D when there's not any dust on it. Yeah, unless, or presumably, like if you get like a greasy smear for some reason across your screen, then that screws with the refractive. Um, well, not that much. Not to affect the actual 3D, but it still makes it harder to keep your focus on the 3D. Maybe. But yeah, so I got it back and it was like, wow, this is so clean. And then I always didn't want to play on it. I was like, it's so it's clean. so good. <laughs> and it's got to stay like this. It's mint condition. And then I'm not going to put the screen on it again, naturally. Because fuck screen protectors. You should put them on. They're fucking impossible to get on onto the 3DS because both the screens are sunken. Oh, yeah. So it's impossible yeah, to get them, get them, them into there. <laughs> Accurately. Mm. So, yeah. I was like, screw it. <laughs> fuck those screen protectors. There's only one major scratch across the middle of my screen. Actually, it's not that major. It's barely visible most of the time. Hey, at least your touchscreen still works. Yep. So, yeah. So, that first week when I played Skyrim, that was because I didn't have a 3DS, basically. And then when the 3DS got back, I was like, okay, now it's time to recommit to Bravely Default and get, do some more of that. So that was what I played for quite a significant... That, that actually became my main game and not just my occasional game for a while as I got back into World 5. No, it's still going. The last world. Okay. And World 5 is a 
I thought World 4 was a fucker, but it turns out World 5 is even worse, because I thought they were just going to remix the boss battles, but it's now actually... they it, World 4 was 3 on 4, and now mm. World 5 is 4 on 4. <laughs> so you're right. fighting 4 bosses at once against your team. Right. On the other hand, that does mean there's less battles, because you're <laughs> going through the bosses faster. Are you sure you're not just going through like some ridiculous challenge mode at this point? No, because it's like you get the true ending if you do all of the worlds. You get the shitty end. At this point, basically what I'm thinking of doing is because I may not ever do the completionist. Mm. Because, well, World 5, you're fighting four, four bosses at once for the side story battles. Right. So you, there's only four of them because there's basically 16 bosses, more or less. So you're going, going, you're going to fight them in four, four and four battles. And I've done three of them, and that's fine. But then once you do the last set, it spawns the, like, the ultimate thing where you fight them all again while you go through the like up to the last last four I guess there's 24 bosses actually because there's 24 jobs coincidentally yeah. <laughs> not coincidentally because that's how you get the fucking jobs yeah, for the right. bosses so you do the do the 16 outside so and then 25 jobs you have to fight one without a job then at the start of the game well you have to freelance a job that you start with that's what I mean but then surely there can't be 24 bosses if you have to get well, well I can't remember yeah I don't know <laughs> maybe one of them duplicates or something but you, so you fight all these, you fight the 16 bosses in the world, you go to the last thing where you have to fight the 16 bosses again, and then the last set, three, I guess, if there is only 23. So that's like, you're doing the whole thing twice. Mm. But then supposedly, from what I read about this, where, where I was trying to determine whether I could really be bothered to do all this again, supposedly after you've defeated this whole, you do all the battles again going up the tower, after you've beaten that, supposedly you just do all of those battles without any pause. Oh, really? <laughs> Fight every boss in the game in one go. Holy crap. <laughs> I was like, that maybe is a bit much. Yeah. Uh, although, what, is, what will determine whether that is a bit much is really how it, how it transitions. Because if it's like you defeat all four and then the next four come in, that might be less manageable oh, than what, if defeat? they like, replace as they get defeated. Because then oh, you can manage which ones you're fighting against. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. So I don't know which way round that will be. So yeah, that that may not happen. <laughs> I've come to the point where I'm basically thinking what I'll do is I'll copy my save file into all three save slots. Have one save file for the completionist if I get round to it. Have one save file to do the bad end, and have one save file to do the good end, and just skip the completionist bit. <laughs> just fucking finish the game. <laughs> See the ending. See both endings. Although, also from what I read, the final boss looks like it might be fucking ridiculous as well. Well, <laughs> naturally, naturally, yeah. This whole game has become ridiculous. Like, well, it's like with all the boss remixes and stuff, that's still manageable because you can just they they you know what their patterns are because you've already fought them before. But is it really interesting? Well, it kind of is. Okay, mainly to see well. In some cases, it's a matter of seeing how ridiculously you can exploit it. In some cases, it's actually finding the tactic that works. Mm. See, this, the problem that I have with this stuff is it sounds like stuff that should be, I don't know, like a post-game extra as opposed to part of the main game. Well, there is. I think there is actually a post-game thing as well, like a, no. like a separate dungeon <laughs> or some shit. Jeez. With even more ridiculous enemies or something. I don't know. And the nemesis, of course. Yeah, the, all the level 99 stuff. My team is like level 92 now. 
also I decided to say fuck it and committed to grinding out all the jobs because <laughs> right. I was like if I'm going to do these ridiculous like four and four battles I just want my team to be the best they can be so mm. I want them to be on the classes that they're good at and to have access to all of the skills yeah makes sense so I just said fuck it and ground for job points for a while I found an even quicker way to grind than dooming those dogs oh yeah <laughs> there's a really dumb like there's this there's one place like one dungeon where the only enemies that spawn are undead and then you just set up a set up a what basically it's a basically a holy attack only it's an item based holy attack and the items are like super cheap it only costs like 400 gold and you can just annihilate the entire enemy team in one shot yeah okay that's <laughs> so you just do that you just set that to auto because then you don't even have then you can set it to auto provided you keep stopping to buy more of the items periodically you can just mm. walk in a circle and <laughs> just grind it up that's kind of weird. Yep. Yeah. Once you just like enter a fight, hold, put it in auto mode, yeah, wait for it to finish. Because what does auto does auto mode then just repeat your actions from the last fight? Though? Yeah, it just persists. Huh. So so because you can brave four times, it only it only takes two shots of that item to kill everything. But I set it free just in case. But it never yeah, yeah. never happens because they always take the same amount of damage because it's an item attack. Hmm. <laughs> so you just wholly annihilate these zombies and then just do it again forever. Weird that they thought of all that, really. You know that whole system, <laughs> the way auto even works. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of nice in its own way. So yeah, Brave Default is still continuing. <laughs> Will it ever end? <laughs> yeah, that is the question. Brave Default was carrying on. Yeah. Yep. And then, so yeah, I, as I said, I stopped playing Siren. I don't really remember what was going on. I was just killing more stuff. Stealthing badly. Yep, stealthing in the cheesy way. I'm not still not even at level 100 stealth. I mean, come on. <laughs> Although something that has actually changed since I last played Skyrim, which I didn't know about, is when you reach level 100, supposedly you can like, you can basically prestige. Yeah, you can basically prestige on that skill and start <laughs> over and like continue leveling it. I think it's only meant to be for like so you can keep gaining experience points when you level up the skill, so you can actually level up your character more. I see. I'm not sure if it actually resets the perks or whatever, because that would kind of suck. Because mm, it's like bad. A, like a big, yeah. <laughs> a big character reset sounds utterly pointless, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, in terms of how that game works. So, yeah, I don't know about that. I guess I might find out eventually if I play Skyrim again. And then what I've only played for, like, one day, because it got to the point where I just read... I just... It was the classic thing where I saw someone playing on a video, and I was like... I was sort of interested in that game, but now I've seen it. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go and buy into Space Engineers. Oh, All yeah. right. To trundle around in space and build shit. Is it good? Is it, yeah, is it any good? It's, is it early access? Or like, what's well, the it, deal? it is early access, but it's like, I'm not sure how much. It's the classic question of like, how much more is there going to be to it hmm. at some point? Because, I mean, it's functional but the, tr- it's, the trouble is, is it as good as Moonbase <laughs> that's a t- totally different thing is it I know nothing <laughs> about this game you're gonna have to spill it out for me well it's like broadly speaking the actual construction path is sort of like Minecrafty because you're building blocks obviously okay and it has creative mode so obviously you can just build it Right. And that's fine. Mm. I mean, that's that's like creative mode is not really a mode. No, in, it's just in like, any it, game. Creative like, mode is turn off the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the actual game game is like obviously it's a survival mode because it's an open worldish kind of Minecrafty style collect resources thing. Okay. <laughs> but the 
The thing about in space. In space. Is the, they like, are you on asteroids? Or? Well, yeah, it's asteroids, but you're not really on them. They don't have gravity. Yeah. Oh, I so mean, you're, you're flying. <laughs> yeah. So you're flying all the time. Yeah. It's no clip mode. Yeah, basically. I mean, asteroids wouldn't have enough gravity in most cases for you to be able to stand on them anyway. Which, I guess, yeah. They have some kind of rock magnet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's artificial gravity in, in, like, the larger ships can create a gravity field. Okay, great. So the thing about the survival mode of this is, like, there's not really any survival mode to it. It's like survival mode basically is just like hard hard mode for creative. Because <laughs> all you're doing is just building stuff. It's just now you need to collect the resources to build stuff. And there's not like any goal apart from the build stuff. <laughs> right. So the stuff you're building doesn't further you? No, not really. It's just something you want to do. It's like everything's unlocked from the start pretty much. Assuming you can collect the raw resources to build it. There's not really any progression. Mm. Apart from, apart from the bigger ships just taking me more resources to build. <laughs> so, I guess if there's no uh, like real uh, goal or anything you should be doing, that then asks the question, is it as deep as something like Kerbal or Minecraft? Like, is, is the level of stuff you can make interesting enough? Yeah. It's like that might be where the open access, early ac- open access, the early access like problem comes into this because it's like, I'm not sure where they're going with it because mm. it's like in, you're in space and you're in survival mode and you like you have to keep recharging your suit because then you'll you know you might die if <laughs> your suit energy runs out but that's really just you go to the terminal and you charge up your suit because you're running off a fucking nuclear reactor and you're mining uranium and you're shoving it in there and, and it makes energy for it yeah and it makes power and there's no like mining uranium isn't inherently any more difficult than mining any other fucking resource and refining it isn't any different from refining any other resource. Mm. And it's like, in theory, there could be, like, different... Like, you could start off with something powered by solar panels and have the nuclear reactors be the end game of the, guess, of the yeah. like, resource progression. But that's like, will they do that? And it's like, when you're looking at the layout of the resources in the asteroids, it's just like, here's an asteroid, here's some random ores in it, and there's like, there's no... It's, it's not like a pattern or anything. Yeah. And then you don't get resources that are specific to one type of asteroid or something or have a special way to extract them. It's just like, here's a random vein of gold and it intersects with a vein of iron and there's just like platinum all over the place. <laughs> and it's just a matter of you have to find all the resources to be able to build anything. So it's not actually... there's you. It could be a cool game to have a survival mode, but then it might be too difficult. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is, I guess, this is one of the core problems with early access. That you know, when you like at this point in the process, unless you, I guess, really read into some of the language coming out of the developers, if there's any decent language coming out of the developers, well, doing like patch notes. Yeah, what is the where they're going? Is the period in which you're they're in now just that okay we need to just mess with systems and get the systems working how the game hangs together as a game is we just haven't done that yet well um we, they've probably thought of it maybe but is it just not in the game or is it not being communicated you know you don't know what you don't know whether what they're doing right now is indicative of what the actual gameplay is going to be like now in the you know, in the sense of what you're going to be doing moment to moment it's, well it's like what that's why i was wondering about its creative mode because it seems like I don't know what, apart from, because you've got the crazy mode, which is just building stuff, and that's, like, fine, because it's got, you know, it's got a decent building system, and you, like, 
you can fly ridiculously large spaceships and crash them into each other and they have cool deforming physics and stuff. That's cool. And that's like fairly decent, mm. but that's not actually a game really. As, I mean, you can have fun crashing shit into other shit for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then in the survival aspect... Wouldn't that be like, cool if that made it into Kerbal? That kind of tech. <coughs> Maybe. Instead of stuff just disappearing in an explosion. Yeah, exploding, yeah. But, and then there is like one of the maps, one of the not really maps, I guess starting environments of the game is like a team setup where there's basically two bases and there is a way to create like weaponry. Like there's automated turrets that will shoot down incoming asteroids and there's like warheads that explode on impact. So you can basically make missiles or piloted missiles, I suppose. Because <laughs> you'd like have to fly them at a target and then jump out. <laughs> I guess, and just let the momentum carry it. So it's like, theoretically, there could be some kind of maybe combat, but I'm, I don't think that's compatible with survival, because you it would take so long to build defences and ships and missiles. It's like, that's too long a term for survival, but in creative, there's no consequence. <laughs> You're just firing shit at other shit and crashing it into each other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's an, it, yeah, early access, we can't really say, I yeah. guess. But it, as it stands, you're not really sure what the game is. It's still interesting to, like... I find, well, I find it interesting to do just, like, have to collect the resources to build the ships. And also, obviously, at the point I'm at, I'm still experimenting with, like, like how ships even work and what is, like, a good design for a mining ship or whatever. And there's, you know, you can... Get, you can get more complicated with like actuators and stuff and have like moving parts. I'm just trying to get like, sorry. I'm not looking You're looking at an image. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a feel for what this thing actually is. <laughs> Look yeah, I see what you mean by like the block design yeah. aspects of things. And shit crashing into shit. It's quite yeah. a few images of that. That's, the, that's like... Someone's the, made a halo. <laughs> naturally. How would that even work? Yeah, you can't. You'd have to be a fucking huge thing because you can only build at forty-five degree angles. Yeah, interesting. And Wait, when, so you can you can build collections of blocks, but then angle them a bit like Lego? You mean? No, it's well, you can using like the mo the actuators, mm. the motors. You can set them at whatever angle, but then that has like limitations where it's like the bits at the end of the motors aren't connected to the power grid or whatever. I see. You have to build a reactor on each individual. Segment. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like it for just collecting resources and building stuff, and I haven't got to the point where I'm bored of setting up my base. Basically, <laughs> that's the bit you seem to like most about a lot of these games, though, isn't it? Just setting up your setting up your home. Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, that is the game part of the survival game, I guess. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, because I suddenly just remembered the other thing that I played the entire of last week that wasn't Brave New World. Oh, what was that? Whole other game, yeah, all of it. The whole other game that is very similar. I played like quite a lot of Terraria because there was a new patch. Oh, uh, was it? And I was like, I haven't played Terraria for ages, and I probably haven't seen the last several patches. But there was literally, it was like last week. I noticed that there was a patch note on Terraria that said Thursday, and I was like, wait, really? Mm. <laughs> Actual new content like this week? So I looked at it coincidentally at the right moment, and then I went and played it. But of course, I haven't got to any of the new content because I started over and built a base. Because <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> Although I guess I have seen some like new stuff just from, you know, it filters down into the, even the early game. There's new 
whether there's new like resources that I haven't seen even at the early points of the game. Mm. So yeah, I played around with that and built a. Uh, the trouble with Terraria, I guess it's the trouble with all of these games like Minecraft or whatever, is like I'm always trying to. I'm always trying to basically find the exploit that lets me build more, like, it's not really, like, a better defended base or whatever. It's just, like, I'm trying to make it in a way that is nice but also lazy. Right. <laughs> Whereas, like, with Terraria... The quickest way to make something good. Well, in Terraria, I was like, well, I'll, you need housing for all your NPCs. So it's mm. like, you, you could just build a fucking block of tower, you know, just squares... Condos. And it's like, that's kind of boring, so you make it into a town, like, make it, like, nice-looking, but it's still technically just squares. And then you're growing resource, you're growing, them like, the plants for making the potions, so it's like, I have to have some nice farms, but then you want the farms to be protected from enemies as well, because you have to go there to harvest the shit at some point. There might be enemies, and it would be really annoying if there was enemies in the way, so you're designing that shit. And then it's like, well, you you don't want to deal with the zombies at night, because they're just, like, a hassle. And... Inter-area, it's like mo- most of the time the zombies can't even break through doors, apart from in the Blood Moon, where there's tons of zombies and they can break through doors. So it's like you have to design your town so that the zombies can't get to eat your NPCs because then they kill them. Mm. <laughs> and then if you don't want to deal with having the zombies walk into your town during the Blood Moon, you have to exploit the dumb AI by making basically lava traps. Whereas, like, if you build a, like, a very shallow pool of lava under a bridge, and by bridge, I mean like the item that you can drop through. It's like okay. a pla- it's called a platform. Mm. You can stand on it, and you can also push push down to drop through it. Okay. If you build like a lava pool under a bridge, and then if you're if you're physically standing at a lower altitude than where that bridge is, zombies, the pathing AI of the zombies always tries to move towards the same level as you. So they'll walk up oh, the bridge and then immediately try and drop through drop it and down. fall in the lava. Yeah. And if the lava's shallow enough, the item drops don't even get destroyed by it. Huh. <laughs> so you can just use it to harvest the zombies as well. They build some ridiculous mechanic. Like, so well, it's, it's not even a ridiculous mechanic. That's all you need. Like the auto-killing thing in you Minecraft. Just, it's like whenever there's a blood moon, you just go and stand under your lava trap and all the zombies just sacrifice themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your goodies. So yeah, that's like that's what you, that's what you do in that kind of game. You always try and find the the sort of not exactly exploits, but like the cheapest way of designing. Mm. Things. It's like with Minecraft when you've got zombies that can't break down doors most of the time, but then sometimes they can if there's enough of them. Or you're trying to defend a village with villagers. It's less like, well, just fucking wall it in <laughs> and illuminate it so zombies can't spawn there. Mm. Just build big enough walls. Yep, and destroy them when you need to get out. Yep. Or, or design piston doorways because the zombies can't detect that. Yeah. If you're moving physical blocks. The old classic. Mm. So that, that's what I do. I build bases and then design things to try and make it easier on me so I don't have to deal with the annoyances. You're just like optimizing your quality of life in these games. Yeah, pretty much. Well, It's like when you're building the crafting of- tables, it's like, I need a I need a I need a chest that's within reach. So when I'm standing at the crafting table, I can still reach that chest in order to access the materials. <laughs> so we need to find a uh, a real world application for this desire of yours to optimize systems. I theoretically also looked at Space Game for a minute. Speaking of optimization, yeah, that's pretty much Speaking the game entirely about optimization. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really play very much. I played like a couple of levels, to, and then. Kind of remembered that I 
done all the normal levels. Because once you get into like the where they did that like community submitted journal of additional puzzles. Oh yeah. It's like a lot of those aren't. Uh, they start to go into the realm of like not actually being things that should work in the game. Right. Like there's the ones where you have to like use a molecule as like where it's like you you could do this super easily if only you had the detector which could detect what kind of molecule. But instead, you have to pick up a molecule that can only have one bond and then try and bond it to multiple things and use that as a dete- detection mechanism. Whereas, like, oh, if this molecule can only bond with one thing, then it must be this molecule because that molecule can only have one bond. Mm. It's like, that's just... That's not really a mechanic. That's just being a big fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing that would sort of... It is. It's. it's I, I consider bad practice in the programming world that sort of thing because it's like, oh, okay. So if it does this, then we know it is this, and then you have to presumably comment that block of code that makes that assumption in such a way that it's like, warning! I am making a huge assumption here that this works because of this reason, this implied knowledge, and it's like, mm, all right, I, I dislike that style. Yeah, it's just like it's no longer within the mechanics of the game. It's kind of clever as a puzzle mechanic, though. Yeah, but not. It's just like. They're just making it unnecessarily awkward. That's my problem. It's like I like the puzzles where it's just like the inputs match the outputs more or less. Well, I guess that's sort of another problem I had. Where I was just looking at a puzzle where it's just like you get these two molecules in, and they're they're like this one's atomic weight ninety, and this one's atomic weight seventy, and you have to make two things that are the median of whatever that is. Mm. <laughs> like I, maths. Like, but basically, you've got an atom that's ninety and an atom that's seventy, and you're trying to make. No, it was you. You have an atom that's ninety and an atom that's seventy, and the output you're trying to make make is ten. And it's like that seems like that shouldn't be a problem because you're just taking the thing. You're taking it's like it divides into ten. That's fine. Right. But the trouble is that the mechanics of the game, when you're splitting an atom, you're splitting it in half. So the seventy turns into two thirty fives, and then you split the thirty fives in half, and you end up with a seventeen and a sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> so you're basically fucked. <laughs> so it just becomes like this giant hassle, and because because this this puzzle doesn't have any waste, you can't waste any of these molecules. Yeah, you can't just get a ten and throw the rest away. Yeah, you can't just get rid of all this other crap. So you've got a seventy and a ninety, but you like you couldn't even fuse the 70 and 90 together to make a starting molecule because that goes over the limit of how big an atom can be. Hmm. <laughs> so it's basically just a giant pain in the ass that's restrained by the cons- by like this puzzle in a really awkward way. It's just a big math puzzle, isn't it, really? And then you've got to try and figure out... Well, you figure out a route using math and then you figure out a route using yeah. the actual game's mechanics. But yeah, I don't, I, do those, those puzzles get like too much... It's just too much effort. I like the things where I don't mind when it's like completely where you have to work without any recycling, where it's like you can't dispose of anything. Those are okay, but once it gets there's a certain point of that where the scale becomes too much, and it's just like I don't want to have to deal with this. It's too, <laughs> it's too much. I like optimization. I don't like getting through the puzzle necessarily. Hmm. So like once I've made a solution, then I then I can optimize. How it. good can I make this? Thing? Yeah, yeah. That's why I like the like the multi reactor puzzles as well, because then you can look at the like look at all your reactors and see which one's running the slowest. You get you into some sort of like super filthy form of John Carmack style programming, like where you, you like you find find like pick one topic and just optimize the shit out of it, so it's the most amazing one thing. So we need to the application of Zeg theorem. But he's like a brick. 
And I'm pretty sure so much potential. That's so all I've been saying. And I'm also pretty sure that we should end this podcast now. Yeah, a, I think we're way over. And B, yeah. Jesus Christ, it's so hot in here. It's pretty hot. Yeah. If the words coming out of my mouth have sounded ridiculous in form in the form of sentences, <laughs> no more than usual. Working very well here. I think that's standard for all of us, isn't it? Any, yeah, any no sentence more. that we create is somewhat bound by insanity. Well, it gets no a lot more. worse when it's fucking hard. Yeah, it does. And also, right. I'm hungry. It's time to brain not work good. I think I'm gonna yourself my good exactly. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get pizza too. Why the hell not? Yeah, remote pizza action. I'm gonna have some polo ad ad Romana shit. Some kind of frozen pizza express pizza. Not frozen. Oh Killed. man! I, oh, don't make this podcast go longer. No, no, oh man! There's just something that I have to mention because it's amazing. You know the Domino's uh, Devil Decadence, right? Yeah, the horrible, disgusting mess. One that's weird. Yeah, the Devil Decadence is the one where you have two thin pizza bases With and shit in between them, and they put something in the middle, like a sauce or. A, I think it's like the dip that they put in yeah, the it's middle. Horrifying. All right, Asda have done something sort of weird that they call the Double Decker. <laughs> Um, it's basically, as far as I can tell, just two pizzas on top of each other. <laughs> it's a pizza sandwich. Yeah, it kind of is, except the top half has still got toppings on it. Oh. It's not like just two bases with stuff in the middle. No, it's just two pizzas stacked. Except the ones I saw were like in the, in the, the lower layer, they would put just like cheese and... Yeah, not actual things. toppings. Not actual real toppings. Like, But I, in, I didn't... I couldn't see anything about the rules of these pizzas. Like, so, what, so what could you put in the middle? Could you have like a bacon layer? I assume it wasn't on the thick bases as well. No, it was too thin. Because yeah. two of those thick but, bases would be fucked. But this is the thing. The pack was labelled as being a thin and crispy double decker. They went to the effort of labelling it as a, specifically as a thin and crispy double Jesus. decker. So is it possible to have like a stone bake double decker or a, or a thick crust, a pan crust double decker? Those crusts are so thick. It sounds so. The one they had that they only had one on the on the shelf, right? And it was um like the so the bottom layer was like garlic and cheese, like the the garlic butter the garlic stuff, bread yeah, <laughs> the garlic butter stuff and and, and a, a ton of cheese, like cheddar, like rather than like mozzarella and stuff, right? And the top layer is basically a meat piece. <laughs> Oh shit! Apparently, this is to do with the World Cup somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, branding, yeah. <laughs> Brazilian double decker. Yeah, what's double decker around Brazil? That's like that should be if it's in London again. Parts of the slums. <gasps> I don't think those go above one story most of the time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, actually, they probably do. It's probably yeah. just hella unsafe. People just sleep on top of each other, and it's a double decker. <laughs> okay, so to conclude on a nice racist <laughs> note, there. That's. Uh... <laughs> I didn't say that's not racist. It's just the slum. Yeah, it's the slums. Or the Brazilians sleep on top of each other. In the slums? Uh, in the slums. Okay, any nation that's poor. I'm sure any poor people can sleep on top of each other. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure any rich one can sleep on top (laughs) of each other. I think you need to pay more for that. You might want to let some air into that room. I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, thanks for joining us for the Salad Cast. Catch us next time for more rambling and uh, some more games. And uh, also yeah, check out our pizza. check out our YouTube channel for um, Sonic Adventure playthroughs among others, and the Final continuing Fantasy. saga of Final Fantasy VII. And we did um, the important thing in Final Fantasy VII. We did, we did the critical plot point, and Rob was very uninterested. <laughs>
As it sort of works, because it's so good. So it's sort of been done to death, like, so many times. It's just like, oh, well, that happened. And it's, but it was weirder than I ever expected. It's like, I hadn't seen, got to that point in the story myself before, and it's just like, well, this is sort of anticlimactic. Like, <laughs> and you were still not very interested, even though it was that weird. Yeah. So, yeah, that check that out on our, on our video thing channel. <laughs> it's called The Famous Bit. It's the name of the episode. The okay. Famous Bit, yeah. The Famous Bit. Okay. And if you're not into videos, check out the Salacast in two weeks' time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That's the pause button. You don't want to hit that. Oh, yeah. No, don't. <laughs> Bye.